Lacrosse Realm Podcast, the entertainment podcast hosted by CRR Gaming Group members. Today is May 24th, 2018. You can reach the show by emailing at CrossRealmRebellion at gmail.com. You can tweet the show at CrossRealmPod on Twitter. You can grab the RSS feed, get our show notes, and leave us voice message at anchor.fm slash podcast and apply to join us in-game at CrossRealmRebellion.com. So let's introduce who we have tonight. I'm Cricket. Hello. Hello, uh, Cricket. We got Esmeralda Sky. Hello, Esmeralda Sky. <laughs> We've got Faux Render. Hello, Faux Render. <laughs> We've got Big Blue. Hashtag Blame Faux. Hashtag Blame Faux. And we've got Gigabyte. Yeah. He just said, meow. So I think our first section is Esmeralda with In the News. In the News. I think, oh, here we go. Hello CR Gamers, CyberJudge here. Sorry I could not be there for the live recording today. However, due to real life, uh, the recording times don't work out for me most weeks. After a conversation with Esme on Discord, I thought it would be a great time to send a quick um, message uh, over uh, to you guys. Um, I do have um, something a bit more serious, not gaming related, uh, to bring up um, on this quick message. Uh, but before I do, since this is a gaming podcast, I'll just let you all know what I've been uh, up to in my gaming time. I ended up picking up uh, No Man's Sky on CDKeys.com for $25 Canadian, and have been playing that uh, quite a bit. Uh, from the reviews I heard uh, when the game first came out, uh, I thought the game was going to be a bunch of garbage, but it seems uh, the game is now much more improved, and I'm uh, quite enjoying playing it. I am excited for the upcoming patch that will be coming out. Uh, that'll be adding uh, multiplayer components from the sounds of it. Uh, there will be the ability to t- group with people to build your base and uh, adventure out together or then uh, uh, be one of those uh, type of people that will go picking fights with other players. So I'm looking forward to that and seeing what that all uh, is like. Um, I've also been continuing with my adventures in Elder Scrolls. Um, nothing really uh, new to say about that. And lastly, uh, as I still, uh, as much as I still think uh, PUBG is the better um, battle royale game, I've been playing Fortnite uh, and sucking hard at it. Um, I have some coworkers that uh, don't want to pick up PUBG because Fortnite is free, so I've been joining them on Fortnite. And, been playing that. It's an okay game, but uh, I still prefer PUBG. Uh, my co-workers are also trying to convince me to pick up Overwatch since it's a free-to-play weekend uh, this weekend, and uh, the game is on sale for $20 off. Uh, so who knows, maybe by next week I may also have uh, Overwatch. Um, so uh, now on to the whole reason for this message. Um, and it's uh, not g- uh, gaming related, but uh, um, thought I'd uh, bring it up here on uh, Tuesday, June 12th. Um, I'll be uh, joining around 20 other of my colleagues at work um, for the giant bike to raise funds for the Heart and Stroke Foundation. 
Uh, so the Heart and Stroke Foundation uh, is a charity I try to uh, support every year as I have had issues with blood pressure myself in the past and uh, my grandfather did pass away from a stroke so um, every year I try to do one fundraising attempt for the Heart and Stroke Foundation. Um, I have uh, set myself a goal of raising $100 for the Heart and Stroke this year uh, but would love to surpass that goal. Um, being that I live in Canada, this fundraising is for the Heart and Stroke Foundation in Canada and pledges will be uh, charged in Canadian dollars. However, but, uh, however, anybody is welcome to pledge support. If you would like uh, to support me on my big bike ride for the Heart and Stroke, uh, please check the CRR Discord channel for the exact link to my support page. Uh, and if you're not a CRR member, what are you waiting for? It's uh, easy to sign up. And being a member uh, and using our Discord channel gives you the opportunity to interact a whole lot more with um, this great group of like-minded gamers uh, from across the United States, Canada, and the globe. So uh, that's all I have. Um, have a, a great rest of the show, and uh, I'll see you all in Discord or uh, in the games we play. Well... I don't know if you guys have seen this come across your your social media or wherever. You heard your families brawling it out in the backyard. But did you hear Yanni or Laurel this week? Do you know I, what they're talking about? Yes, I, I heard uh, Yanni. I just thing. opened it up and the damnedest thing happened when I clicked play. For like the first three or four times I heard Yanni and then all of a sudden I started hearing Laurel. So... I heard the trick is if you like concentrate on one or the other, you'll end up hearing it. I, I have been. Enough. I was trying to hear Laurel, and I just cannot hear Laurel. I can't either. I hear Yanny, no matter what. The I whole and did and did you slide over the the uh, bar? Yes. I did. Yeah, I, I even watched the one where it's like here's you know we're gonna manipulate the sound so you can hear the other one, and it yeah. didn't work. So, well, I heard uh, Laurel. Did you? Okay. And then I didn't hear Yanni until like. I slid the bar like all the way over towards the Yanni side, like wow. one inch away, and oh, then I heard okay. and, and then I heard Yanni. Okay, and I was like, I had to slide it. We're, what we're talking about right now is um, I'll put the link in the show notes, or if somebody can link it in our Twitch chat. But um, we are we are <laughs> recording our podcast right now live on Twitch. Hey, dude. Um, so if if people did not know what, what we're talking about right now is um this past week there was a clip the internet erupted in disagreement um on tuesday over an audio clip in which the name being said depends on the listener some hear laurel others hear yanni so um in this article that we have in our show notes um it is from the New York Times, and they made a tool so that you could gradually accentuate the different frequencies because it was said that if you hear Laurel, you hear lower um, t um, frequencies, and if you hear Yanni, you tend to hear higher frequencies. So did you guys ask any of your family members like what they heard? Did you guys all kind of hear the same? My, or were my, you wife, my wife heard Yanni, my son heard Laurel. Okay. Although my wife was able to hear Laurel um, with some of the, you know, the tools messing around. I was never able to hear Laurel. All right. Um, it says, one way to understand the dynamics at work is to look at a type of a chart called a spectrogram and a way to visualize how the strength of different sound frequencies varies over time. The spectrograms they have in the article show the different words and, and how our, our ears pick them up. So, um, and using the slider that they made, you can manipulate which frequencies are emphasized. So you can see, you can almost pinpoint the difference between your own personal hearing of when it makes that transition. And it's kind of neat. 
to um because you would have literally you think like you could look right at somebody and you could tell them something and they don't it's like it bounced off their forehead and landed on the ground and now we know why you know it's like are you listening to the words that are coming out of my mouth my dog heard yanni <laughs> well that's not surprising <laughs> She but, told me. So, dog and I have something in common. So, <laughs> so one thing, uh, Yanni and Laura related that I saw come across my Facebook feed that was really cool was someone got a an ambigram tattoo. Uh, I don't know if you know an ambigram like it was used back in a what was that the uh, movie with with Tom Hanks, uh, Da Vinci Code, where basically it's like a a word that's written and you can read it. You know, it, it reads yes. the same, maybe like yes. backwards and forwards or upside down. And it was a Yanni Laurel tattoo where it. You know, it, upside down, it you know it read Yanni or Laurel, and then in the center of the two was like the uh, the sound you know the the sound wave chart. So it looked really cool. I'll see if I can find it. Um, That's cool. I'll probably not get that tattoo, but it's pretty cool. But, uh, All right, next up in the news, I found an article that said the legend of the Loch Ness monster will be tested with DNA samples. You know, in case you're wondering. <laughs> No, it would be hilarious <laughs> if the guy who was testing for the samples gets, like, eaten by the Loch Ness Monster. Oh, goodness. <laughs> um, well, maybe not eaten. Maybe just his boat oh, gets capsized. You know, like, all right, I went too far. Yeah, this Nessie popped out. Like, what up, bitch? <laughs> what up? <laughs> what up? Move out the way. Move out the way. Um. All right, so this is uh, from the Washington Post. And Wellington, out of Wellington, New Zealand, the stories have seemed as tall as the lake is deep. For hundreds of years, visitors of Scotland's Loch Ness have described seeing a monster that some believe lurks in the depths. But now the legend of Nessie may have no place left to hide. A New Zealand scientist is leading an international team to the lake next month where they will take samples from the murky waters and conduct DNA tests to determine what species live there. So, um, Mr. Neil Gemmel, who is a professor at the University of Otago, says he's no believer in Nessie, but he wants to take people on an adventure and communicate some science along the way. Besides, he says his kids thinks it's one of the coolest things that he's ever done. So one of the more far-fetched theories is that Nessie is a long-necked plesiosaur. Now us as arc players know, you know, what those plesiosaurs look like. That would be terrifying they're, they're to roll up on one of those. They're assholes and they come in pairs. <laughs> they're what? They're assholes and they come in pairs. Oh, I thought you said and they have affairs. I'm like, what? We have some adulterous plesiosaurs? <laughs> <laughs> I would oh, love God. for it to be a plesiosaur. Like, that would just that would make my day. That would be so right. awesome. Crazy. Um, it says another theory is that the monster is actually a sturgeon or giant catfish. Many believe the sightings are hoaxes or can be explained by floating logs or strong winds. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen floating logs and I've never thought, oh my, there's a le- there's a Nessie. So, um, oh, like far away. It's like a floating log with like a limb stick. Log. No, but it's like it has like a limb sticking up out of it. Uh-huh. You know, like that's what they're trying yeah, to it, say. It, yeah, it looks like yeah. you know, a head sticking up. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not buying that. Yeah. So you guys remember um, Unsolved Mysteries from back in the day? Oh God, that show. Of course I do. That <laughs> creepy ass voice used to scare me that when I was a kid. That was the first time I ever heard about Nessie was watching that show, and I've been fascinated with it ever since. I used to love and hate that show at the same time. Yes, I used to like, lay in bed. Yeah. My, my mom would put us to sleep, 
And I had to be like seven or eight. And I remember because you could hear the TV through your bed, through the wall. You know, your bedroom's on the other side of the living room. Oh my God. And so you're just listening to it? That's yes, even worse. Yeah, that, that would be creepy as hell. <laughs> I'm telling you. And no, they didn't think anything of this, right? And I remember being terrified. There was this whole episode on haunted bars. And there was this one bar in the South that claimed that it was haunted by the ghost of Abraham Lincoln. And I was freaking out that the ghost of Abraham Lincoln was going to haunt me down in my little bed in my little town. And then I had to rationalize my own little kid brain and go, out of all the people to haunt, why in the hell would he choose you, little girl? You know, like, shut up and go to bed, you know? Exactly, he's Abraham Lincoln, for Christ's sake. I know, like, what's he going to be like? Hmm, there's this terrified little girl listening to to a creepy-ass TV show through her wall. Let's go! You know, yeah, I hear you, man. They need to bring that show back. Oh, terrifying. Like, that, yeah. that show introduced me to Ghost, Sasquatch, <laughs> Nessie, <laughs> I Murders. I mean, it was amazing. And the guy Gave me nightmares, but it was amazing. Face. Yeah, and it was always creepy. Oh, my God, that's the that's the show that I tripped my mom out because I we were talking about, like, how we freaked people oh, out. Oh, that's like right. We, that's the show when I made her think that her t- her TV was demon-possessed because I hid in her in her closet in her bedroom, and she was watching some, like, Christian cr- choir or something on her show, and I was flipping it back and forth. And you know when they would do that weird uh, face distortion and voice distortion so that people would protect their identities? So that head was on the show. I'm sorry, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> and it was this weird like weird gargly voice and she was just looking around the room that's the show that helped me freak her out years later <laughs> damn show is freaky scaring people is funny so it's just fun to do it is crazy did any of those episodes ever um stand out to you guys like what one is burnt in your head because the the abraham lincoln ghost one was and blue you said you had multiples that terrified you or introduced you to stuff Oh yeah, I mean, I, I just that show in general is burnt into my memory. I, I mean, it like I said, introduced me to the likes of Nessie, Sasquatch, which, I mean, we all know is fake, but we all wish was true, and all sorts of different stuff. I, I don't know. It was just a great show for back in the day and gave me nightmares. But you know, I got over it. <laughs> I don't know if it was that show. Or another show, but they had an episode where they were talking about how, like, Dungeons and Dragons was, like, worshipping Satan, and it was devil I worship. I remember that! And that hilarious. there was a story where the mother went to her kid's bedroom, and he had his Dungeons and Dragons books under the bed, and she walked in because she heard something, and, like, his whole bed was shaking, and it lifted up off the ground and was spinning with him on it, and all this crazy stuff. So, me and my friend were watching that, and he was sleeping. I had one of those, like, um, it was like a mattress on rails, so, like, um, it would pop out from, from like, underneath my bed, and it would pop out and then, and then like, pop up. Oh, and okay. I had one to the bathroom that night, and I crawled back into my room <laughs> so he couldn't see me. And I went under the bed that he was on. And I just started shaking the crap out of it. Oh, oh you were fucked. That and is he was so like, oh my up. god, we were playing Dungeons and Dragons all day. Oh we're my pres- god. He freaked the hell out. It was just fantastic. That is hilarious. Did you so, tell him uh, the, the devil made you do it? Yeah. But speaking of the D&D moral panic, did you ever see the movie Myths and Mazes? Or Mazes and Monsters, that's what it was. No. It was, uh, it was one of Tom Hanks's early movies. And it was essentially... Uh, D&D is evil and 
uh, you're going to get possessed by it and go crazy. Oh, 1982. I just looked it up. Yeah, I believe I did see that movie. I think I did see it. Because essentially he, he, goes off to, he goes off to college um, and finds, you know, and he he was a, a game, you know D gamer beforehand, and you know, he went away to college and he found a D and D game, and they would they'd kind of live action it a, a little bit as far as they would like. There's some caves uh, near their college, and they would go out there and uh, set it up and just play D and D out there. And he kind of like goes out there and he kind of hallucinates and sees like a goblin type thing, and then he starts believing that he is his character and starts going crazy. And it's it's supposedly it's roughly based. On uh, a story of, um, I'm trying to remember what it was. It was in, it was one of the, I want to say it was Yale, maybe. Um, let me look it up real quick. Um, oh, I put the link in Twitch. Um, are you talking about the mazes and yeah, the movie? I mean, yeah. Um, no, I don't know. It just says, bound together by a desire to play mazes and monsters, Robbie and his three college classmates decide to move the board game into the local legendary cavern. Uh, that's a there we go. Uh, it was well. It was so. It was based on a novel by Ron, uh, Rona Jaffe, and she had based her novel on the inaccurate newspaper stories about the disappearance of James Dallas Egbert III from uh, Michigan State University in 1979. Egbert. Michigan State, interesting. And so, yeah, it was something that you know he had disappeared, and people had blamed, saying that he was you know he was live action role playing D and D, and he went into the tunnels and all this stuff, and. And there was moral outrage from it because you know D and D was the devil you know back in that time time period kind of like you know gaming's the devil nowadays and stuff. Aw, yeah, I do remember hearing that. And then when I started doing D and D with you guys, I was like, "This is what people were talking about!" Like, come on, isn't it weird? So weird. But it, I mean, it's just it's kind of hilarious how bad and how heavy-handed they are with with the thing. Um, but it's just funny that it was. You know, it's Tom Hanks, and like I said, one of his real early roles before he like you know knew any better. <laughs> right. Hey, gotta start somewhere. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah, it was before Splash and all the movies back then were just wacky. Yeah, '80s movies are like a real trip. Some of them. Hell yeah, they are. They really are. I couldn't believe my husband had never watched The Labyrinth, and he's heard me talk about it for really? years. And I was like, what? I need to watch that again. I haven't seen like, it in it a just while. It blew my mind that he had never. And I was like, dude, you've acted like you've seen it before. Like when I would at like, I remember way back in the day, I'm pretty sure that was one of my prerequisite questions when we started dating was, <laughs> have you seen the labyrinth? And he probably just freaking lied to me. I just told me yes. Cause he now says he's never seen it. I'm like, how could you be born in around the eighties and never seen that damn movie? Come on. Everybody needs to be scarred by David Bowie's junk and tightly clean leotards. <laughs> They had no business wobbling around in front of little kids' faces on the screen, but whatever, it was the 80s. Who's the big doofy monster? Who's oh, the best? um, Huggle. Huggle? Huggle. Well, I don't think it's talking about Huggle, I think it's talking about the... Huggle's the little grumpy old uh, the, the one that summons all the, all the, the uh, rocks. Oh. Like, you would just, like, talk like that. Oh. Right? Yeah! I like your version better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> there were, like, there were, like, five movies that was, like, it was, like, Labyrinth, um, oh, legend, legend, dark crystal, the dark crystal, dark crystal, dark, dark crystal. And was uh, it like time hoppers or time jumpers, uh, or time, time bandits, time bandits, I explorers. Remember. For me, I loved explorers. Um, never ending story. Yeah, never ending story. But that's later, isn't it? Like in the nineties. No, never ending story was eighties as well. I feel like it was like early nineties, but um, nineteen eighty four. Maybe that's Remember, I, I used to, I used to rent it out from like the video store. <laughs> Never in the store. So, Say my well, name. 
what for the longest time I could never understand what name he freaking said on that thing. Was it his name or his mom's name? It, no, it, it what I hope it wasn't his mom's name because it was Moonchild is the name that he says cuz basically he's supposed to name the the empress. And so Moonchild is the name that he that he shouts out. I wouldn't be surprised if it was his mom's name. It might have been. Yeah, I mean but yeah, Moonchild. Hey, say my man. name, Sebastian. Say my name. All right. So, in case you wanted to know, yeah, they're looking. They're going to be testing the waters in New Zealand for DNA for with the, no segue needed, I guess. For the Lockless monster. <laughs> for the Lockless monster. Oh, I, I thought you were talking about the, the next thing in the show notes. No, that's what. what, <laughs> what you're oh, talking about testing the waters. <laughs> yeah. So there's a guy going out on a boat. He's going to take a bunch of samples. DNA, and he's going to try and prove what species are in this lake. Exactly. So we shall see. Stay tuned. We'll so stay tuned. I but guess that's based upon the DNA that he's finding in the poop. That's in the no. Water? Just they just 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 well I mean, things in the, the water. Article. They leave DNA in the water. Just not poop. Just <laughs> yeah. Well, it could so be well, skin flakes. Is, it could oh, be saliva. It could be semen. It could be semen. So I'll just co- I'll just uh, clue everyone in. This is a code brown, everybody. Code brown. Meep, meep. Uh, pools are nasty. This this study says uh, from adventure dot So just in time for the summer season when everybody wants to cool themselves off in a nice, beautiful, sparkly, crystal clear pool. Just you know that it's not so crystalline, clean, and clear. Uh, so summer vacations are nearly here, and you know what that means. It's pool season. Time to get a ready start. Poo season. We have um, a little article here that wants to let you know that you just make sure your lips are sealed when you hit the water. That's because oh, that's according so to new data released by the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention, pools are full of bacteria. Full of it. The SD or the C- SDC CDC analyzed data from 2000 to 2014 and found that 500 outbreaks resulted in more than 27,000 illnesses and eight deaths could be traced back to pools and hot tubs. Hot do we tubs need more tubs. chlorine? Is that what I we need? Know. Or do people sure. just have to stop being dirtbags like and like wipe their ass before they get in the pool? Like wipe their ass. Come on. Don't pee in the pool. I mean, but- seriously. So speaking of code brown, Asmi, did you ever use the term code brown if you're when your kids pooped in the tub? No, we normally just looked and saw it, and then like squinted our eyes and like told ourselves secretly, like, "Please tell me that's not poop." Please tell me that's not poop. Like it more or less. Because that was more or less went into a we are having to tell ourselves that it was not what it well, was. Yeah, because that was my my wife's co- you know uh, call whenever that's she uh, when she was because the kids never pooped in the tub when I was bathing them. But my wife, I think she got hit two or three different times, and so she'd be up bathing them, and then she'd just yell down, Code Brown! And so I'd know I'd have to get up there, and then it would always be, do you want kid or, or tub? I'm like, I will take the kid, because I don't Aww. like to scoop it out. Exactly! One of you has to remove the kid, the other one has to dive in and disinfect, and yeah. I am very crazy. lucky. My boys never pooped in the tub. Shit, mine pooped in the tub and paint you... I, I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I also... I also organic artwork on his walls, like, at least once a week. That was a nightmare. Uh, that uh, had to be a nightmare. That, uh, uh, Pucasso. Yes, he was a Pucasso. <laughs> oh my god! I need to make a shirt for that and make him wear it when he graduates. Um, In my uh, school that I work, Code Brown is the code for, like, a kid pooping his pants. Yeah. Aww. Uh, yeah, I also never got squirted by my son when I was changing his diaper. Lucky. Yeah, I, I dodged all those bullets. 
I would do this thing when people who don't have kids come over and they're like, oh, I'll change their diapers. I'll be like, all right, you got to dry them off. You got to kind of just gently blow on their penis. <laughs> and all of a sudden they were just getting pissed on it. It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> You're wrong. You're just wrong. That's so wrong. But who are your friends? I would have been like, I am not blowing on your son yeah, on your son's penis. Like, <laughs> that's not happening. You're like, come over here. I'm like, what? How long? Are you over and blow friends? my son. I'll be like, like you are off your rocker. I am not doing that. Thank you for. <laughs> You're crazy. That is so true. But what else is true is that more than half of those outbreaks are caused by cryptosporidium, a bacteria often transmitted when diarrhea gets into the water, and then you swallow that water while swimming or practicing those underwater somersaults. It's gross, but it happens. And it says the two other most common bacteria were Legionella and Pseudomonas. You were probably guessed that Legionella causes Legionnaire's disease, is transmitted via inhaled water droplets from, say, spa jets in a hot tub. And Pseudomonas is responsible for the very common swimmer's ear and hot tub rash. It's transmitted when you simply come into contact with it. That them. is disgusting. I know, right? So gross. And like, it's. I don't go to a lot of public pools. Like, well, probably or hardly any. You go to a hotel or you go to a water park or you go to a, like, a yeah, I get you. resort, you know? It's, I get it. It's, it's just, I don't want to yeah. think about it. Yeah. Um, and I do like the hot tub. Like, I love the hot tub. Mm hmm. Of getting in there and just having a good soak, you know what I'm saying? Like just getting in there and just soaking up in the hot tub. Now I got to worry about like like feces, feces gas. I got to worry about breathing in fecal gas. Exactly. It says the most likely places where the outbreaks outbreaks occur were hotels. That's awful. Yikes. So they accounted for more than a third of all the instances, more than any other type of location. So it's not just the hotel pool that's to blame. Half of the hotel outbreaks were reported as starting in the hot tubs. Well, so now I'm yeah, going to have to pay tough. extra to have the hot tub inside the room. I'm going to have to. Well, what if they don't clean it very regularly? Like, they just... You'll just kinda, get, like, you know, old, dried up. Oh, not like the like a hot tub, hot tub. Like the <laughs> bathtub, that's a hot tub. Well, I know what you're talking about. That's you know what I'm talking saying. about? No, like they that. clean those bad tubs with like bleach and shit. Like, just bring your own bleach, maybe. <laughs> That's the solution. I'm about to just start walking around with a <laughs> bottle of bleach and a black light wherever I go. Yeah, I don't. One of those. So, yeah, you might want to. This local casino, it's a Tulalip casino. They have a hotel call connected them out. to it. Hey, <laughs> it's, it's not a bad thing. It's not okay. a bad thing. But uh, they have a pool and a hot tub. But like, if you're in. You can smell the the chlorine. They they use a heavy dose of chlorine. When you're in the hot tub, sometimes it's like, man, they put so much in here. I feel like I'm gonna pass the f out. But uh, so I feel safe. <laughs> you feel safe, silly boy. But uh, silly that's boy. probably exactly why I will die one of these days. <laughs> probably. It's like why his skin turning slightly blue. He feels safe. That's why. <laughs> Too funny. But I do okay. like when I could smell the chlorine. Like, I feel I safer when I do smell it. Like, I know it's annoying, but I'd rather smell, like, heavy chlorine than it not being chlorined enough. Catch my drift? I catch it. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm selling? I do. I'm buying what you're selling. He hasn't chimed in on any of this. I'm under I don't know why. Have you He's, not gone swimming Because in the pool? I own my own pool. 
unlike the rest of you. Pisses. You don't go. No, but <laughs> exactly. I have a pool too. Dude, but don't yeah, you leave I have your my house. Own I'm the one who cleans it, so I know exactly how clean it is. But I just love that line you that you died on. You're like, and like you peasants. He <laughs> said you peasants. Like, That's a little shit. But you never gone to like a, a vacation. Shit. We have our own I've pool. Never it's been not to a big deal. Pool. But no, but like a hotel. Or the like only hotel that a I've hot ever done a hotel? anything in the water in was the Great Wolf Lodge. As like oh, an you definitely water park. got like chlamydia yeah. from that. Yeah. yeah, you got the clap. Slide down the slide, AIDS. <laughs> it wasn't your ex. No, it was. You were sliding through all sorts of just like herpes. Like, <laughs> just coming on down the herpes slide. Fun, though. I call it the herpalerp. The herpalerp? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the name of the slide. The herpalerp. Well, um, so, yeah, the best way to avoid also the herpalerp is also to, uh, Keep that crypto to a minimum is to keep those little kids with diarrhea out of the pool. Speaking, <laughs> that's my shitty. Oh, my shitty. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's why we shouldn't let children do anything. Lock them um, up till they're eighteen. Okay, so hey, there you know. So when you go swimming and you go to some public pools, um, you might get the clap. No, I don't know. Uh, what do we? You might die because. <laughs> There's all you kinds might of bad contract things. a disease. You're gonna contract a disease. Just don't go to so. public pools. Have your own. It's way better. Yeah, just go to Giga's house. <laughs> so we're all gonna go crash Giga's and pee in his no. pool. Yeah, we're all gonna go. My <laughs> pool isn't clean. Go it's uh, it's super dirty. Tootsie rolls and Giga's pool. Okay, moving on. <laughs> I finally have some gaming related stuff. Finally, after we've talked about the Loch Ness monster, nasty pools. We're going to talk about Giga's favorite game, Fortnite. We're going to talk about that. I mean, the <laughs> hottest piece of shit on the market right now? Did you just get, did you just, in the back of your throat a little bit? I think I felt. Fucking Fortnite. I hate oh, it with a passion. I feel like Fortnite, you, you and you guys used to date, and you have nothing nice to say about it's Fortnite. It's a garbage fucking game. We had a blast, okay? That's all that matters. Yeah, uh, you have fun Millions first. of people disagree with you. <laughs> yeah, well... Millions of people also ate, well, millions ate Tide Pods, but millions of people thought eating Tide Pods was funny. It was funny. And don't forget about I mean, natural selection is funny, but... Okay. Oh, Tatsu says Fortnite. It's free. <laughs> In our Twitch chat. That, that's um, literally the only reason it's fucking popular. And, is okay, it's so free. Talk about H1Z1. Uh, way, right, to, so anyways, way to leech off PUBG. Fortnite makes a huge competitive gaming announcement. Epic is going big on professional competitive Fortnite play. The developer announced today that it will provide $100 million in funding for Fortnite prize pools in the 2018-2019 season. And a brief blog post, which will be in the show notes and also in our Twitch chat. What's competitive it right about now. it, though? Let's, let's continue reading. Okay, um, we it says uh, Epic said it wants Fortnite to uh, for Fortnite competitive play to be more inclusive and focused on the joy of playing and watching the game. We're getting behind competitive play in a big way, but our approach will be different. Epic said we plan to be more inclusive and focus on the joy of playing and watching. Dude, why did it just say the same damn thing twice? First of all, obviously the <laughs> game the game is like yeah, oh doing yeah, really well because he's hater. because he's hater. putting up. You know, they're putting up a hundred million a smackers a to fund course, their professional fucking, play. They charge you skins and you can't even buy all the skins you want at once. You gotta wait for them to show up. It's genius. 
fucking awful. Is that more details it, it, on this? It's genius that's costing me like 20 bucks a season. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great way to I get, I, you know. money How do you not people? get to spend 20 bucks a season on something but your son does? That's where the real question is. <laughs> you don't <laughs> need it. It's just for skins. Or some shit to get that money. You know, those people don't have to buy skins. It does nothing for gameplay. So if people want skins, they get skins. I mean, you don't have yeah. to buy it to play the game. You can play the game with your normal like skin. Going, Woo, look at that unicorn <laughs> skin. I've seen a few okay. conspiracy theory-esque videos online of people saying that they think skins give you better loot. You think so? Hmm. I don't think so, but they it's have enough. Pr- they thing. have enough proof. Because they're watching you. They're watching YouTubers play because they all have skins, and they only show the stuff. The um, games when they do good, so they're uh, getting the good video, items. The video I watched, the dude had an account that had never bought a skin, and he had his account that had a bunch of skins. And he right, compared got, like a hundred loot boxes from each account. We got some account. fire. We got some fire on your side right here, Giga, coming out of Twitch chat. Tatsu, our our most bff tatsu said do they plan to not ban people for swinging on a gd tire set look it up it was flinging people across the map so epic banned people for hopping on it lol that's fantastic yeah the tire swing sets yeah um i don't know i don't know what they do but it says more details on the structure of the tournaments and eligible platforms will be announced in the weeks ahead so keep checking back with GameSpot for more and it said that it is a really big deal in part because a hundred million dollars in prizes is more than double the 38 million in total prize money that valve's dota 2 paid out in 2017 across all of its tournaments so um, it says the international prize pool in gaming history last year with almost $25 million for one single event. Holy crap. Just, all of this is crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot of oh, They bring in a million dollars a day it's nuts. from the mobile version alone. Nuts. Well, nuts. of course, because people who play mobile games are... Uh... Dude, they all you like, just were playing a mobile game before. You they, but they all like right crackheads. <laughs> no, that's the joke. You're talking yourself into a corner here, That's the joke, Esme. You gotta let him finish before you call him out. It is no joke. Like, mobile gamers are like crackheads. So, what that did you say, Giga? Sorry, before I was picking on you. I said that was the joke. Oh. Was that I was in the middle his... of playing a mobile game. He was! He was a snack. He was like, okay, guys. We're like, what? Is Giga even here? And he's like, oh, sorry. I was just doing this, and I'm playing this game on my phone. I was doing math. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah, much. math conversion for me. Sorry, I'm glad you corrected me. Yeah. It's conversions for your guys' sake, not mine. Thank you. We appreciate all the hard work you do. And I also want to hear your Eve drama, too. So uh, make sure you don't talk about that while I'm going to the bathroom. Please and thank you. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Tatsu86 and Twitch said, these numbers are just absurd. Crazy. And Oman said, I am not paying for nothing. So, uh, yeah, so just keep your eyes out for that. Um, yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, did you just say, Fo, that it, it brings in more than a million dollars? A day. Single, a day. Yep. On the mobile. mobile. Version. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. I do, there's one skin that I want, and that's the only skin that I will buy. A dollars a day. Wow. I want the T-Rex skin for my dude. That's the yeah, only I skin I want. So Isn't when it we just play... him wearing a, uh, like a T-Rex hat thing? It's a like T-Rex onesie, first of all. It was, a, it was pretty cool. It's a T-Rex onesie, which I would stupid. love to have in real life. Cool. So I want that in the game. It's funny as hell. That's hilarious. Um, It also said in other Fortnite news, Epic is finally adding jetpacks to the game tomorrow as part of the update. So content 4.2 arrives shortly after the end of Fortnite's latest limited time mode solo showdown. So I think we had a blast when we, got to, when we did it on our free-to-play 
in our uh, Cross Realm Rebellion free to play Saturday, we had a lot of fun. Like, oh, yeah. I still have the video of fucking Johnny. <laughs> Johnny was like Bush hero. That was the funniest shit ever. And they're tr- it's true. It is funny to watch. I loved watching spectator mode. I don't know how many times people had told me to get my ass back to the lobby because I was mesmerized by watching my killer run through the game. <laughs> I was like, what? But, um... One thing we took away was all these young, younger people than us. And like you guys whose kids are playing, you're like, yeah, we need to, we need to build in this game way more than what we do. Cause we just build like generic shit. And these people are like freaking origami artists in Fortnite. It's crazy. Like, when I, when I play with, when I, when I play with my son, like as he's fighting, he's like building like one time, yeah. literally I turned around to make a shot at somebody and I turned back around to go to him. <laughs> And there was like a four-story fort <laughs> built up, and he's shooting down from the top of it. <laughs> That's some shit, isn't it? You're like, I can't wait. I wish my brain, because when we played video games back when we were their age, it was nothing like this. Nothing. No. Could you imagine what we would have been able to do? God. Forget about it. So, I'd be like uh, levitating have- objects with my mind by so now. So that's the cool thing though is having kids that play um games with you is that they're 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 better at it. <laughs> so you So can, I'm like, gonna call Johnny Wrench out on this one. You're gonna on call that, what? that Johnny Wrench out on you this one. Be picking on our Johnny. No no, I am oh, picking on Johnny Wrench. We're playing that lit- free you to play and we're all sitting there grouped up right and we all get wrecked and then you go to spectate and here's johnny in a bush noping the fuck out as we're all getting shot to shit it was funny as hell it was hilarious it but, was uh, funny the next day i come home and my son's like oh dad i uh i uh i got you to the next tier i'm like what'd you do oh i killed people like i hate you so much right now yeah so when you actually Aww. kill people you, you do well dad not my thing. Dude, we were more or less just trying to stay within the circle. If we didn't do bad, like as a group, we always it said like like we were one of the the lower groups to you know, it's not like we were the first ones out. We weren't ever the first ones out. The best like part is I like think you were the only three. one to get a kill that night. Yeah, I was the only one to get a kill. <laughs> and I have it on video for proof and I will somehow frame that shit. <laughs> I'm like, that's my god of kill. Um, so Mac Daddy Carrot has, is able to join us now. He said he lost track of time and had to get his mower running. We're just covering the weirdo news, man. So um, I did send the, the show notes. You're more than welcome to just hop in the conversation. We're streaming live on Twitch right now. So c- thank you, Tatsu. He said, good job, Esway. I'm going to sit down and make a video of all the little crazy stuff that we've been doing on our um, gaming group events. And it's going to be cool because I got to record last week's, no, the past week's um, D&D episode. So I think some of that will be neat to show people because even Mac Daddy Carrot, when he was listening in for a little bit, was wondering like what we were looking at. So, and it was like, he liked listening to it, but he was curious on like what screen or what we were using. So, um, and then I'm going to kind of like try to piece together. It would be neat to do like for our gaming group, like a video through the month of the games that we play together. And I thought that'd be fun. Oh, I'm so excited talking about D&D. I finally found... Yellow pads. So I bought myself an old school yellow, yellow pad. Pads? In yes. the women's world, that's not yellow what we talk about. <laughs> you found some maxi pads. No, you know, like a writing pad. Ways. A writing pad. Remember the old school yellow writing pads? They're long. Oh, a legal pad. 
A legal pad. Oh, yellow pad. Yeah. Oh, for oh, like notes and stuff. I'm the only one wondering why no, see, it's false. No, see, I thought he said yellow pants. Oh, oh. I thought he was excited about a new outfit. I'm like, yo, pants, check out my yellow sure pants. It's so tight in the crotch. Oh, my God. Making it look like a banana. Camel toe foe. Camel toe foe. <laughs> <laughs> Trending. It's like so annoying. Every time I pee outside, oh, I have to like stand God. on my toes, you know, so it doesn't get dirty. So silly. Um, but yeah, so I found illegal. I found legal pads, which they don't sell them anywhere near me, except for like Staples, and I wasn't going to really Staples just for like you legal pads. Be. You live in New York; they sell everything there. I would think. But no one really uses legal pads anymore. Legal you know, it's like you do everything on your phone store. now. I do all that stuff yeah, on my, my phone. You have a Walmart. I went to the variety store, which is like the dollar store, and they had them. Okay. So I picked one up because. Back in my old school D&D days, I used to keep all of my 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 um, notes for all of my games on these yellow pads because there's so much space and it's just really easy to keep. So I bought one for our game and I transferred all of the information from the notes I was using and now I have it all in one nice spot. It's like really cool. Oh, see, now what I'm using is uh, since I work for the for the uh, military, they have the the record books, the little like journal book type thing. Oh, that's cool. And so I'm using that for for our game because then it's you know one one book here that i have you know i can just keep everything in it that's cool i was pumped when i saw those yellow pads i was like i'll buy this no that's super cool like um i have my own little notebook binder thing that i stole from my wife wife's classroom so that's what i use to keep my notes <sighs> you're a thief well you know she leaves that stuff lying around it's not my fault where are we in the show notes i just lost my place uh the end of the news, so getting ready to go to um, individual contribu- contributions. Oh, okay, cool. She she picked the best time to step out. Yeah, she, <laughs> she does that every time. She always waits until we're getting ready to skip a segment when we need the, uh, the sound app, clips. Yeah. So we'll just lollygag right here. So, I still have not put in God of War 4 yet. No? Oh, I know. I'm so... Because no one, I've been playing WoW. I'll be honest with you. I've been playing yeah. a lot of WoW. That's why. I, I need to go play some more Horizon Zero Dawn. I've been playing too much Conan. If Horizon, have you started it yet? Oh man, wants to know what kind of notes you would make. Yeah, yeah. I've For got, what? D and D. Well, I, you know, since I'm running the game, I have to keep track of everybody's characters, all their hit points. Um, I have to keep pack, you know, keep track of like the items they have and all the experience points and gold that we've been given out in the game and stuff like that. So basically, when you play a role playing game, all the stuff the game does for you, I have to keep track of like myself. Yeah, that, and so far as a player, I don't have too many notes for this campaign yet. I do have on my first on my first page. I have my plan for what how I'm going to level up. Uh, just because since I'm do, you know doing some multi classing, I'm planning out you know what levels are going to be what. Um, but it's well, you guys are level three now, right? Yes. Yeah, everyone's level three. Yeah, I guess yeah, I but, said level three. But it's just the classes. Like, it's not all the feats or all that stuff. I'm going, you know, I have a couple in mind, but, you know, for those things, I'm going to, you know, play that by ear as the game progresses through. And, you know, to, you know that, that's going to be more fluid. And then I have the uh, a list of the uh, the NPCs, you know, notable NPCs that we have so far, and, you know, little notes about them. Like, you know, I have, you know, Jay McFinnan's the tracker and Beadley's the barkeep and, you know, Zane is the rune mage and all that stuff. And yeah, I had I have... a lot of fun, like, searching the internet to try and put faces to, like, a few of their names. Yeah. It wasn't, as, it wasn't as easy to do as you would think, but I, f- I found a couple of good ones. 
And the last thing I have is some of the uh, kind of ex- you know, some of the the extra items we have, like that cloak of many things that my character has. I have there and you know, listed all the different patches I have you know, that it has in it, so I can you know, tick those down as I actually use them. Right. Um, and if we get any kind of like side quest or bounties, you know, I'm keeping track of that. Like I have written down box of seashells for the camp. That, uh, <laughs> that's one of the you know kind of side quest things we have going on. So you know, keeping track of. Because like I, I forget all that shit. So, Oman. Everybody one, does. You got to keep track. Oman one was saying that's cool. Does keeping notes affect actions in game moving forward? Well, no, because you just do it as the game goes. Like you know, it's just like you write down and, some notes here and there as the game's going. And, and it's one of those things. Like, so you know, I like to try. I like to try to keep player knowledge versus character knowledge separate. And so, stuff I guess is stuff that you know I'm gonna forget. You know, week to week, but. Um, my characters, you know, he's living this stuff. You know, he's gonna, he's gonna remember this stuff. It's gonna be significant events. He's gonna be seeing these people. So, you know, it's kind of trying to keep track of what my character remembers. Um, Honestly, when you're role playing, it all just becomes kind of just one thing. It just becomes one. It just all becomes one. Like if you're a role player, you just used to keep a notes as you play. It's just something yeah. you do when you role play. I've learned that the hard way because mine look a little crazy. So I need to. Up because my note game. Yeah, because you only do so much in one week in, in like one session, and then There's if you no come back next week, yeah, you can't remember everything. And, well, also, you know, another thing that you know I usually keep try to keep notes on is if my character has any like significant um, like personality quirks that he you know that he develops over time that I yeah, I want to make sure I you know, I remember that like if all of a sudden if something happens and I decide you know he's now you know arachnophobic or something yeah you know, I want to make sure that I remember that. You know, so I can there you go. so I can play to it, um, you know, or, or if any other significant thing happens, you know, some NPC that you know got away that he's that he want, really wants to kill or something, you know, so any little things like that that I can bring back later into the campaign. That's the nice thing about having the the ongoing campaign as opposed to uh, the way that I used to play a lot of my gaming, you know, through like the Pathfinder Society, where each adventure was its own separate thing and. There was a persistent world going on, but it wasn't the same group of people all the time. Right. So, you know, it's nice to have that, you know, same group of people that's going through because your characters are growing with you. So, you know, you, your characters know each other. And so quirks and stuff like that that your characters have developed or if there's any particular tactics that you guys have, you know, have decided on like, oh, you know, let's execute, you know, plan B. It's going to be one thing. All this D and D talk has me fired up for this weekend. That's what I but, got to say. But no, I, don't remind I, me. But <laughs> and like bad though for Blue because he can't join us. So especially with my character being an illusionist, you know that the times that I've played them before, I've usually only only try to play them in ongoing campaigns because then my character will kind of tell everybody else, you know, when I, you know, what type of things I'm going to make illusions and what type of things I'm going to be making real, and that way they get, you know. Uh, they get bonuses, you know, or they just straight out know that it's an illusion and can act accordingly instead of having to make their saving throw. Because there's certain tactics you can do that uh, will, will give you a great advantage if you know that it's an illusion. Um, and it's one of those things, as our characters have been adventuring together, they know that every time I make, you know, a wall appear in, you know, in front of us, it's an illusion wall because I can't cast that spell in real life. Right. So then they'll know, oh, you know, he, you know, he uh, Zorko, you know, wiggled his fingers and a wall appeared. That's an illusion wall. 
you know, I know that, you know, it's fake and I can see through it. Right. And then, you know, then they can see that. So it's it's something like that that I, I like having the persistent campaign for. Yeah, definitely. And in our Twitch chat, we have Tatsu86 says, I, D&D is the father of most of our video game RPGs, he feels, that, and... I imagine it's fun to pick up if you like RPG games. It is pretty cool. It's it, we're a lot of us are new in um, the Crossroad Rebellion gaming group, and Foe is our dungeon master, and he's been really um, helpful teaching us noobs and very patient with us because it's like probably herding cats. Sometimes <laughs> some of us are noobs, <laughs> some of us are not. Well, so. so even with pros, it can be herding cats just as bad, sometimes worse because they have bad habits. Oh, yeah. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, as well yeah. as, you know, you have some people, like, depending on how the rules are being played and run, like, you know, I know the 3-5 rules, you know, very well because I've played it so much. We're not playing by strict 3-5 rules, which I'm fine with, and I'm not going to, you know, going to argue something, um, you know, programmatically how it works because, you know, it's DM, DM fiat for, for the things is, is, always my, is always my role as a player and as a DM. But I've played with plenty of people where they will sit there and argue and argue right. a, a point saying, no, no, the rule says this, so it has to run exactly That's like this. That's the kind of people that and, the life out of everything. The really anal people that are like, they focus so much on the nitty gritty that they don't... You know what it is, though? That also comes from people that got into role playing when it was already an established thing. Like, I'm like an old school role player from like first edition. And, you know, so... A lot of times you use the rules, but it was always a thing where the DM is allowed to take those rules and to cut them however he wants to, to fit, like, the story. Yeah, it's uh, rule zero. The DM is always right. Right. But, uh, but yeah, like, in the one gaming group I, I had, I had one DM who would refuse to let one person play in his, you know, underneath him because the guy would, would argue, and he's like, I'm not going to let him play in any session that I run. Because he didn't want to get into a fight and an argument with it. Yeah, with that's guy. stressful because, yeah, you're trying to do something and then it gets a little off track and it makes it more of a scene. And, yeah, I can see where that well, and, and And it slows you the game down. You just have to draw the line. Yeah, and it slows the game down. And, and, and slows and the that, game down and, and people get and that, they get taken out of this story. But, you know? uh, but yeah, because in that type of session with the Pathfinder Society stuff that I was playing where that, where that was a thing, um, you had, you know, Basically, each adventure you had, you know, approximately five hours to run it in, because you were playing at a store, and according to the rules of the organized play, you weren't supposed to run much more than five hours. And so, if one guy is slowing the game down for everybody because he wants to argue that, you know, this one thing, you know, should happen or shouldn't happen type thing, especially when there's no real rule behind it, and you know, then yeah, it's like, no, I'm going to make a decision, and you're going to live by that decision. If you don't like it, pick up your character and walk away from the table. That's all. Actually, there that character go. belongs to me, so just walk away from the table. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to be moving into what we've been doing in-game, what we've been binging on, and all that jazz. Here we go. All right, Mr. Blue, you have... You the are first up. You are first up, man. Show I me. Move, I move people around. Oh, I knew it was happening. As soon as you were in first, and I was going to put my stuff in second, I knew yep. you were bouncing out of that exactly. quick. Exactly. You got it. 
So I, I knew what was up. I expected this. Okay. <laughs> All right. So. Um, and I I've love been... how it's always blue. <laughs> I, 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 I do that on purpose every time. <laughs> Giga just bailed on us. He said he had magical surprise um, company coming over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 what, is, what is that? Is that a booty call? Or does he have a booty well, either that, either that, or he's got explosive diarrhea that he's got to yes. go go into his pool and get rid of. Might Good go thing he doesn't listen to this. Dad or his mom just came back from like Rite Aid and she got a new bottle of lotion. Yes. Jurgens. It puts the lotion in the basket. Walmart getting cigarettes. Puts the lotion in the basket or it gets the hose again. So lately I've been playing WoW. Um, doing the uh, the whole dungeon grind. Whipping uh, out Wednesdays? You've been whipping them out every oof. Wednesday? Don't tempt me. But while playing WoW, me and me and Poe have been doing the dungeon grind when we get an opportunity. But I'm about, yeah, I don't know what, 10 levels above you-ish? Yeah, something like that, I don't know. So whenever I hit the new, the new content... Uh, it, it won't allow us to queue up together anymore, even though I could easily just do something that he's running. It just it won't let us queue up together. It's weird. Which is odd, because if they're scaling dungeons now, like, why... Yeah, ex- exactly. Maybe I can't do the the uh, Pandera stuff at the moment because I'm a couple of levels behind, but you should be able to scale down to what I'm doing. Yeah. I, like, I, I don't understand why that's an issue. It... I, it I don't know. It, I find it kind of stupid, but maybe that's just me. I don't know. Because the damn PvP. I haven't even tried it yet, so it would be interesting if I take one of it's my so higher fun. level characters and try to group with you to see if I can pull you into something. No, it, you can't. It depends no. on your level. Like if. Um, well, we're almost like there. What is what is what is your character level one hundred? Your hunter. But what's your favorite character? Um, my favorite one is like a hundred and two. Was that that sexy night elf? Nope, that was only like a hundred. No, blood elf. I meant. I'm well, sorry. yeah, the, that she's not even. I think she's just a hundred and two. I don't think she made the max level yet. So I think a hundred and ten. Yeah, is max she level. had that blood knight. Blood knight. Blood knight armor, armor on the female figures is like. I know it's delicious, isn't it? Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> I love huh. it. That's my favorite transmog too. Is the freaking uh, blood knight? I'll have to look that up. I. Oh, I, I, didn't I made so much money off that armor set uh, in the auction yeah. house back in the day. I used to hunt for that set. I used I to hunt I the auction house. I used to buy them up because sometimes people would only post them for like a, like one gold because they just thought it was like a low-level set. I used to snatch amazing. that bad boy up, put it back up for yeah. 800 Yep. Nice. I hear you. It's good stuff. Love it. So back to you, Blue. <laughs> Now that we're we're getting uh, wow chubbies over here over the I'm night. telling you, like the, ever since I started playing again, I've been like just sucked into it, and that's all I've been doing really. <laughs> but um, I stopped playing uh, a little bit after Cataclysm came out. Like I, I gave Cataclysm a chance, and it was good at first, and then they did that whole thing where they like simplified the characters for the yep. the casual player. Yeah. And I had put in a ass ton of work on my character. I did all the theory crafting and all that, and I had like the best in slot and some of the. But best it's even stats. more simple now, though, to tell you the truth. Like in, in um, Cataclysm, there was still a lot to your stats and like glyphs and stuff like that, but that's all gone now. 
Yeah, that, that, well, they basically that's what I'm hand you your like, po- like they basically spoon feed you your skills now. Yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. That's what that's what they did to set the game up to the casual player. Right. And I had a lot of work, and so I quit because I was just I was flat out pissed. I was I was angry. Um, so I never got to play the Pandara's Mist content. So when I hit level 80, um, I was like, you know what? I'm going to check this out. So far, I'm digging it. Um, it's a little weird. Uh, it's goofy. It doesn't really... To me, it doesn't really fit in the whole WoW thing. But I, it's whatever. It's fun. It's different. Um, yeah. So I've been doing that. Currently, my character is at level 87. Uh, my goal was to try and hit level 90 tonight before I went to bed. But uh, I don't think that's going to happen because I didn't realize we're going to be streaming tonight. So I've been messing around with the chat. Good. I'm so, glad. Um, but like the past two weeks, every time we're podcasting, I'm sitting here playing well. So. <laughs> yeah, and it sucks when you try to podcast with people who want to play games too because half of their brain is working when you podcast with them. Only oh, half. yeah. You it's like true, and that was the problem we were having when we were doing like four streams at once. You know, we were yeah. splitting it up. Like that was the issue. Well, yeah, because it, it was painful. Yeah, because it was you know you didn't have time to game if you were streaming all the time. <laughs> it was like yeah. pulling teeth. It was, and for our talkies like Fo and I, we're like, "Come on, Mofo, come on, talk. This is a freaking podcast." Well, I can see that with Ark because with Ark, if you die, you lose everything, so you have to pay attention. Yes. With Wow, hard. if I die, I just freaking run back like to my, my corpse and resurrect. So it's like whatever. Five hold, Usually in Ark, if I was streaming Ark while we were casting, I would just be like, like around my uh, place building stuff. I wouldn't be like out there adventuring in like a cave or something, you know. I would be like, you know, putting up walls, building up the hotel, you know, things like that. Yeah. So that could be difficult too, because you're trying to get that damn snap point to work. Exactly. True. Um. So besides Ark, um, I have I've kind of been out of Discord for a little bit. Um, I've been listening to a podcast called Dungeons and Randomness, and what it is, it's a D and D podcast. Um, I've talked about it before in the past. Uh, it has two separate arcs. It's been going now, I think, for like six or seven years. And last week, I just finished episode 200, which is wow. the final episode of Arc 1. And I have to say, I really enjoyed how it ended. Um, I really wish they were able to do a little bit more with some of their storylines, but you could really tell that they were just running out of time. And as is, the final episode was like eight hours long after editing. So... I, I really can't even be mad. Eight hours of content is pretty damn good for one, yeah, minute, that one is, show. That's true. And they have all these behind-the-scenes things that uh, if you subscribe to their Patreon or whatever, you can listen to. And um, I recently decided to subscribe to them, and I've just been listening to their um, extra content that they've been putting out for like character chats and stuff because they've had, over the years, quite a few characters rotate in and out. And I always wondered what happened to those people, and you get a lot of behind-the-scenes look at what's going on with that, and it was really cool to hear. So, oh, that's like cool. What, like what sort of stuff? I'm trying to picture it. Like I don't really have anything to go off from. So, they had some characters in the second group that he created because he has he has 
in arc one, he has four separate groups playing at the same time. Like, not, not at the same time, but in the same timeline. And um, in one of the groups, there was some real-life drama going on behind the scenes. Oh. And they kind of talk about how that stuff affected the other players and games and stuff like that. Oh, and that's so, interesting. I mean, it gives you kind of a look about what's going on. Some of it is... Some people might be offended by it, but... It, I'm a nosy body, like, I love to hear about that kind of shit. So, that stuff was really cool to listen to for me. But I'm sure they got a lot of shit for it, because stuff like that comes up a lot less now than it did in the past. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> I'm, like, trying to get a vibe, but not really sure. Well, I mean, it's just, what they do is they, they do interviews, like, they have character oh, chats where they'll okay. interview the characters, the people playing the characters. And um, basically, they just talk about how things were going, how they got into it, how they rolled their character. And every once in a while, they give you little juicy tidbits like that about some of the drama, okay. which is really awesome to me. And it really it really is a big deal, too, um, with all that stuff, because, you know, like, if the real-life stuff does bleed into the game like that. Because it sucks when people can't make it, you know? I've noticed, like, when you are trying to just do your normal campaign and, like, people can't make it for, like, normal reasons and then to throw on top of it, like, real-life reasons and people, like, bickering or fighting or not getting along or whatever than that, it can really rock an entire group. Is that yeah. kind of like... Yeah. It has a lot of repercussions. Like, the one I recently listened to, um, they were talking about her introduction to the show and that it was really on rocky grounds because the people in the group didn't want a new player. And then when oh they introduced God, her, sucks even more. right? And it wasn't even because of her. It was just because they just didn't want a new person. Right. And so I guess a bunch of stuff happened that made things kind of uneasy. And um, when, and at some point, one of these characters ended up dying. And after she died, they was pretty much, all right, that's cool. We're done with you. And so, I mean, it was a fitting ending for that character. Right. Yeah, by the way, like, in D&D, when you die, that's it, your character's dead. <laughs> well, no, because later on in D&D, there's spells Well, you could resurrect. resurrect. Yeah, you could do resurrection. Yeah, there are resurrections. Sure. But this, the DM that runs the show, he, he doesn't like resurrections because he feels like it takes away from the reality of things. Like, death isn't finite. And so well, he, he came up with rules like homebrewed stuff to make things more difficult and make you kind of think twice before you resurrect somebody because he's a dungeon master and he wants reality in it well, <laughs> I, I shouldn't say he wants reality in it he just wants a more realistic version of a world with magic what happens well what winds up happening in like D and stuff like that um when you think you could just resurrect you kind of start to role play a character in ways where you normally wouldn't if you knew if this character dies that's it you know what I'm saying? But, so you start to but, take like risks that realistically you never take. It's simple or cheap. I mean, no, it's very expensive. Like, you know, if, and if you're going yeah, by the you could lose itself, levels. It costs, costs five thousand gold. Um, yeah, and minimum. you could and you could lose levels, and a lot of things could go wrong. And I mean, you know, depending on you know, like if you're playing straight up you know, rules as written, you know, then it costs five thousand five thousand gold, and even even then, it's not just a five thousand gold. It's you know, according to how it, the rules are written, you need a diamond that is worth at least 5,000 gold. So right. if the DM wants to make it difficult, you know, 
know, he can still abide by the rules and say, okay, fine, you, you need to get a diamond. You have to go on this, you know, there's no diamonds around where you are. You're out in a, you know, in a settlement somewhere else. You have to either trek your way way back to a big city to try to find one, or you heard word that there's this, you know, this this person, you know, somewhere else, and you have to go on this quest to get it. So, you, you know, you can put resurrections into the story arc, which is neat. Um, with the last campaign that I was in, uh, we, you know, the way that the world was was written, you know, that you know that a lot of the the standard rules weren't weren't going, and so if our character died, essentially there was this other beast in the world that would appear and would kind of consume our soul, and if we wanted to try to get that character back, you know, we had to go and try to like confront that thing. We had to you know go find it and confront it in order, back, in order yeah. to get get the person's soul back, and we had to do that on like two or three different occasions, and it, you know. It was one of those things like, do you know, we have a quest we're going on. Do we really want to go and do this, you know, to the side? And yeah, as as players, like, yeah, because we don't want you know this other person to be you know dicked out and not have a character to play. But you know, we had to come up with a a role play reason to do it, and then we had to go and then spend you know two three sessions you know going on this the side quest you know to go and do it. And it was really neat the way that he did it, um, and you know, really enjoyed it because it always cost us you know cost us and the players something. You know, not monetary, but it cost us something. You know, some you know some other you know favor we had to we had to go and do, and then sure. And there's also a lot of things. There's a lot of rules as written that um that like some you know some dungeon masters like mess with because there's like some things that are very over the top. Like certain things. There's a lot of things in D and D that are just outright over the top. Yeah. You know, like a, like a lot of people like to, like to mess with rust monsters. If you play rust monsters as written, your gear straight up gets destroyed by these things. Yeah, well, you know what I'm saying. Magic gear it has a chance to survive. It, exactly, and, but you could even lose magic gear to it, yep. and it's it's pretty brutal. Like if you get like a magic sword and it's really good, those don't come around like all the time. And if you hit a rust monster with it and it's gone, that's upsetting. Yeah. Yeah, as far as I can tell from listening to his podcast, like there's just certain things about the rules that he didn't like, so he kind of just homebrewed it to more fit in his idea of his world, I guess. Which is is what happens most times. Which is you know, a you know a, a good thing, in, in my opinion, a lot of times. Just as long as you are consistent with whatever rules you do make, because you know there's nothing worse than not than your characters not knowing the rules of the world they're in. Um, oh, you know, kind of like you know. It, it kind of like you know we know certain rules of the world that we are in you know and so you know because we we live here and so if something happens that is off of that then you know then it it pisses you know it kind of pisses you off if you're expecting you know to you know to throw a rock into a puddle and for it to actually land and go into the water well if you throw it and a you know and it floats on top of the water well by the way in my know. world if you want to resurrect someone you have to have sex with a troll <laughs> and get it pregnant, and then sacrifice the baby troll. <laughs> in order to raise the half human, half baby troll that you guys made, in order to resurrect your friend. If I if I die in your campaign, I am just <laughs> rolling a new character. I'm just saying. Could I like outsource the fuckery? And then <laughs> no, it has to be I'm someone close to the original is character. Not, is this not well, GTA? Well, but but what if you're a. Uh, what if your character is of a race that can't like impregnate a troll like our Minotaur or our Construct? What if somebody, <laughs> yeah, what if somebody doesn't have 
twig and berries. Then you're re-rolling. You're not, you're not getting resurrected <laughs> then, it looks like. Then you don't get to roll for girth. Then you don't get to roll for girth. Your girth roll wasn't good enough. <laughs> but, so, yeah. Man, if you gotta yeah. do it, you're a female character, that means you gotta carry the troll baby. Oh, dear God. Oof. No, thank you. Can I have, like, a surrogate? Can't someone be, like, my surrogate or something? God. <laughs> and I feel kind of bad because there was one gal in arc one where like she gets introduced and six episodes in her character gets killed. So she re-rolls oh, two episodes into that new character. That character gets murdered. <laughs> and then she ended up re-rolling a final character for that arc and so, pushed it up. Yeah, so that you know, reminds me of not the last campaign I was in, but the campaign before that. The, uh, you know, I, I joined in, you know, they had already started, they had already been playing for a little while, they were like maybe third level or something, kind of like us, you know, a, a month or so in. And my first session, my character dies. And grant, you know, and it was one thing, it, it wouldn't, I wouldn't have been upset if it was through a bad decision that I had made, because that's fine. If I, if I make a decision, I make a risk and I get, you know, I get bitten in the ass for it, I'm fine with that. Right. But it was a freaking, I rolled a one on a saving throw. Because we went down and we killed this, you know, the big, you know, the big boss in the bottom of the castle, and you know, as you know, the cliche goes, the castle starts crumbling and falling down, and so we're sitting there hauling our way out of there, and rocks are falling and you know, holes are opening up, and you know, we had to roll reflex saves, and it was simple reflex saves, you know, you only had to roll like a five or a seven or something, but I rolled a one, and so he deemed my character fell into a pit, and essentially the castle crashed on top of him, and. He, he had said my character wasn't exactly dead. They, you know, if they chose, they, you know, the players could have come back to try to, to try to find me and dig me out. But they're like, nope, we're not going to do it. <laughs> so, yeah. so I had to reroll oh, character. Then, then the next character I had lasted like four or five sessions, and that was partially, you know, it was I ran a calculated risk, um, but again, it was a poor, another poor die roll. Um, we were playing around with a deck of many things, um, which, if you're not aware, what a deck of many things is essentially this magical deck of, of tarot cards, and you can go down and you can choose to uh, draw. I, I think you, I think you can choose to draw like one to four cards or something like that. But you have you, ha you have to decide how many you're going to draw before you start drawing, and then you have to draw every one and essentially uh, you know, whatever the the effects of it are, you have to deal with. And it's a very powerful artifact. There's you know, lots of good effects, like you gain a castle, <laughs> or you know there's there's That's other, cool. or there's bad effects like all of your belongings you know disappear, or death appears. You know you you have to have a one-on-one -on -one duel with death. So it you know it's a powerful thing. And so we drew from him, and he, the DM had actually made a custom version of the deck. He had changed out some of the you know some of the effects here and there. And so my character drew an effect where essentially became, uh, instead of positively aligned with positive energy, became negatively aligned like like an undead, where heal spells hurt him, you know. So, uh, so I couldn't be healed by normal means. So I was like, okay, this kind of sucks, but you know, we'll we'll deal with it, you know. And so lasted a couple more sessions after that, and then the quest we were on was for this this artifact type thing for this town where. They had this ceremony every like ten years or whatever, where they they'd use this this artifact and essentially it would they would put it in this area and it would it would siphon all this power and get you know get super powerful and then they would bring it back and then they would put their their energy into it and it would shoot this you know shoot this blast out that would basically cure you know every ill you know of their of their city 
you know, it would cure all diseases, all you know, all disorders, and all that stuff. So I was like, okay, well, this is going to be my, you know, this is going to be my chance to get rid of this thing, you know, to get cured, go back to normal. So you know, I decided to stay in the town when, you know, when the the thing went off, and well, it was a burst of positive energy, and so you know, it it was it was going to cure me, and but he he had me roll a saving throw to see if you know, you know what the you know if I was taking basically half of the damage from it or full damage. Uh-huh. And again, I rolled a one. Oh, okay. so, so I was like full damage. And so the damage that he rolled, which I'm still pissed at the way he did it, was he rolled a 1d100 for the damage. When you roll 100? And he rolled an 87. Damn! Jesus. And so that would kill like a level 20 character. Like, I don't yeah, get it. And now my character had like 74 hit points or something like that, so I was almost alive. But it was like just enough to like completely kill me right out. And then he also said, "With that, you know, not to only murder, murder, snow you. <laughs> not only did it, not only did it kill me, but he also said that the other effect of this, of this rod, was not only did it, you know, cure you know, all the ills that people had, but it also uh, removed all of their dead, like basically from existence, and removed all memory of those because essentially it was their way of dealing with grief is they just forgot about all all the people that they had lost and their bodies disappeared." So, so my character was completely out of existence. That's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> and That's nuts. Yeah, so then I had to build a third character for that campaign. AKA, he just wants that character gone. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And that, that, can be, that can be tough, especially if you invest a lot of time in, that, in the character. I was in, a, I was in a group one time. You're never going to be able to talk about this song, Blue Moon. <laughs> You're never going to. As a player, <laughs> forget about Blue Moon, Blue. So anyway, I was in a group one time, and the politics got so bad, because it was like eight players. And the politics got so bad, it got to the point where like there were evil characters that we didn't know were evil, and they were doing things like behind our backs. <laughs> Like I had this one character. It was a, a female archer. She was amazing. As a matter of fact, your character is loosely based off her, right? So she was this amazing character, and one of the guys in the party didn't like my character. So there was a a uh, a whole thing of uh, buffalo was coming through. I heard, and he purposely caused a stampede. <laughs> and mind you, my elf. About, like, my elf exactly my elf had a 20 dex i roll a 20 and fail the check and oh, so no. and what sucks about having a super high um a super high stat is that when you fail you feel big so it wind up bringing my character almost to death he was definitely trying to kill my character off so i was I so mad <laughs> Like, how does that happen? Does somebody be in a... Because like, he was role-playing... He, yeah, he was kind of be, being a douche canoe, and he was role-playing a secretly chaotic evil character. So was the person and the character both chaotic evil? Well, no, but he was role-playing a chaotic evil character behind the scenes. Oh, okay. I guess I've never even contemplated that whole uh, thing. Uh, my last campaign, we had a lot of uh, kind of in-party... In character and party disputes, you know, the players, well, one player we, we had had some issues and that led to some in character uh, disputes. But um, it was mostly in character disputes just because the based upon the personalities that our characters had been built and the decisions our characters had been making. Um, so, yeah, there was times when we had people kind of try to kill each other to, to some degree. 
Um, That's... That can make for a rough group, and that can break groups apart. Yeah, definitely. And anything, really. You know, not just D&D groups, but, like, any type of groups. Gaming groups. Well, and you know what's crazy? Guilds. Back in the day, there was actually groups that you would get together, and you actually had PvP with other groups. Really? And what, what, what would happen... Yeah, when, when a PvP between two D&D groups would go on, the two Dungeon Masters would get together and oversee the overall PvP battle. That is interesting. And so that's, That sounds like fun, actually. I yeah. had one of the best things I've ever I, that I've done in that battle. Well, I was only involved in, like, one of them. They weren't, like, every day. It was, like, kind of rare right. to have these things. So I had this necklace of uh, strangulation. It was... And basically, it was a cursed necklace, and if you put it on, it would strangle you to death. There was no way of breaking it. <laughs> Why would you even have that? Well, what happened if was... If you was a thief, a rogue, an assassin. Exactly. So what happened was, I was a rogue. So what happened was, when we started the battle, I made an offering. I said it was a battle offering to, like, their lead fighter. <laughs> and he put it on as, like, a sign of respect, and he died. Oh, my God. <laughs> Nice. You I, just choked him out. Chat, old man said, game friends are still real friends. My wife and I just had a baby and increased workload for our ARC tribe. I feel sympathy for certain tribe mates playing to escape the bad environments. Like one guy lives in Brazil, apparently a very violent part of the country. So his games, because we're talking about all the different like type of personalities and and stuff that you come across in real life and stuff. And he's like, his his game friends are, he considers real close friends. So, and then Tatsu says, man, the PvP on D&D must be crazy. Definitely not the fight that we had last, the last round with us. <laughs> me and that freaking rogue, man. We had like a slap fest. Like, it was hilarious. I was trying to describe it to my husband the next day. And he's just looking at me like I'm a weirdo. I'm like, no, you don't understand. It was <laughs> That was so <laughs> funny. Trying to explain a D&D slap fest. But see, and that was one of the things that... To a non-D&D the, person, they just look at you like you're all not there. That, that was one of the things in that last campaign I was with. The, the one guy, his personality, he's, he always had to try to one-up everybody. Or at least you know, he was oh, trying to. people like that just in general. And so he was always kind of saying, like, oh, my character could just do this and destroy your character. My character and, likes you know, bananas. And, 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 you know, all kinds of stuff like that. And... and Depending on the character, you know, like my character, I had, you know, I had actually planned out how I would take out every one of the other characters if I had to. You know, I had, I had kind of planned it saying, oh, you know, with this character, you know, I'd have to, he has a high reflex save and a high armor class. So I'm not going to do something that's going to do that. I'm going to hit him. I'm going to hit him with a spell. going to hit him with a spell that's, you know, going to break his will and, you know, you know, and and incapacitate him that way. This other character here, you know, has a high will, but you know his, you know, he, he has no movement. His reflex save sucks. So I'm going to hit him with something that's going to trip him up there. So I, yeah, I had plans, you know, in order to take out every character if it came to it. But that my character was also introduced where they all hated him and nearly killed him, uh, just because the way that he got introduced into the story, he came in as a villain. Oh, um, okay. Or as the prime uh, prime uh, minion of one of the villains therein, uh, he was a necromancer, and he had working for the enemy. He had raised up a army of thirty thousand undead um, that were essentially villagers that uh, willingly sacrificed themselves to go through the process of getting killed and becoming raised as an undead army. 
and my character was the general of that army who was going against the army that the rest of the party had. So the first time they saw me, I was essentially at the front of their of their enemy. And they when they found out that I was responsible for killing 30,000 uh, uh, innocent it, lives, even though they were willing, it was not something that they got over very quickly. <laughs> Crazy. See, and that's what yes, I love I'm about so D&D. It could get super creative and fun. Yeah, so. it, yeah, that campaign was such a blast. I loved it. My so kids just came back from driving their mom to work, and I got a payday candy bar. All right. All right. So if you're Good looking job. for a D&D podcast to listen to, I highly suggest listening, to, listening or looking up Dungeons and Randomness. Um, they do have a overview of the ARC 1, so you don't have to listen to all God knows how many hours of 200 episodes. And uh, I would highly suggest starting with ARC 2, because... It's just super good. The people are really good at RPing their roles. Um, and the storyline's been great. They have currently three groups running. And I, I don't know what their plans are for future, but right now it's just three groups and they're all really good. So. And awesome. Last but not least, I love the song uh, Blue Moon. Um, so before we sat down today, I listened to different versions of it because there is way too many for me to even bother counting. Um, and I kind of, I kind of capped off my three favorites. Uh, I enjoyed the Frank Sinatra version. Um, another group by a group called Shanana or Shanene, Shanana, which was on the Grease soundtrack apparently. And then, uh, I'm going to mispronounce this. I'm sure, uh, the Marcel's version. Um, they all. I, I just like the different styles of how they did the song, and it's it's the same song, and they but they all sound different. I loved it. Um, as coming for me to the listeners, I want you guys to let me know which version you like. Hit me up on Discord under the uh, What Are You Listening To channel. Just tag me in it. Let me know what version you like. Uh, also, you can hit me up on Twitter. It's at uh, Spudwick22. Just let me know. I'm curious. See what everybody uh, what everybody else thinks. And with Absolutely. that, on to cricket. On to cricket. Oh, you guys want, still want to hear me talk? Hey, <laughs> okay, I love your self awareness. Okay. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> so, but yes, uh, we still want to hear you talk. Yeah, so I've I've missed the past like two cross room casts that we've had. Just you know, things going on in real life and being tired and all that. So I haven't gotten a chance to talk too much about the. Uh, the game that I was so excited about that came out now a month ago, and that was God of War 4. Um, so I, I binged through it and and defeated it. It's such an awesome game. I, I've you know, I've always loved those games, and uh, I really like what they've done with the with the lore of it. I was worried that you know they were gonna have us go too deep into the the pantheon of the Norse gods and you know kill too many you know people to make it tough for uh for sequels but they they did not do that so they they left a lot open still for sequels um a lot of good story writing within it a lot of good character development uh, for kratos um in general which i really liked um i've uh done some of the you know the kind of end game grinding things there's still a couple things i have to do but i think i'm gonna wait they've sort of i think they've announced that there is actually going to be a new game plus put in from what i've been seeing they're saying that we yes we see everybody wants it so we're working on it so i'm gonna gonna wait a little bit see if they put a new game plus out and then when they you know when they do 
I'll play New Game Plus and up the difficulty to either, you know, the hardest or the second hardest. Um, most of the times when I play these games, I usually crank the difficulty up, but, and then, you know, ha it takes a lot longer to, to go through, but I figured it had been a while since I had done it, and I I have a lot of other things I want to do, so I wanted to get through the story. I didn't want to have to grind for, you know, for two months in order to get through the story, so I figured I would go on basically the you know, the mid-tier, the normal difficulty and not crank it up this, the first time through. Um, so I was able to get through the story. And it's still a, a difficult enough game as it is, um, even on the, you know, the, the normal difficulty. Um, so it's a really fun game. If you have a PS4, you got to get the game. Um, you know, the story's great, the gameplay's great, um, and all of that. Uh, so after I played that and beat that, then I decided to pick up Horizon Zero Dawn since that was a game that I had, I've been tracking that game, you know, since it came out. That game is so good. It was one of those, unfortunately, it was on PS4, and I didn't own a PS4, so I was like, oh, man, you know, you know I'd, I'd like to play this game, but I'm not going to buy the system just for that game. Um, so I've been playing it, and it, it is an awesome game. Um, the story of it's getting, you know, is is neat so far. It has, you know, some nice lore behind it and some kind of hidden mysteries of what's going on and all that, um, as well as it, the combat, if you, like, for the most part, if you go straight up and try to, you know, face tank the things, you're going to get killed by most of them. Um, so there's a lot of stealth mode stuff in it, kind of like the Batman games, where you can, you can, if there's, like, a lot of creatures, you can kind of sneak around and take some of them out, you know, with stealth takedowns. And it's neat to be able to do that um, and just, you know, go through and uh, and kind of strategically plan out your attack. Um, so, I'm liking that. I, I want to play some more of it, but um, the gaming group got me involved in another survival game that officially what? that officially launched. Um, what was it, on the eighth, I think, or the eighteenth, I think it was, and that was Conan Exiles. Yeah, I think it was the eighteenth. Yeah, I think it, it was the eighteenth. Seems 18th. like it was most recent because um, Yogi's server hasn't been up but a week now. Right? Yeah. Yes. And so I've only had the game for about a week, but looking at Steam, I already have 98 hours on it. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, one of our, our members, Yogi, Yogi Bear Cub, he won a, th what, three-month server for yeah, Conan Exiles? Yeah, three-month server. And so he has that stood up. Um, I don't know if he has it public or whether it's uh, private, but it, you know, it's definitely open to CRR gaming members. Um, so for the most part, I've you know it's been me and Faloon and Yogi or uh, Tuxedo Badger um, playing the majority of the time. Um, Emma Ty has been playing uh, you know a good deal, and I've seen a couple other people that I didn't recognize. Um, so they I, they might be newer members. I can't remember the, the names, um, but it's I'm having a lot of fun with it so far. It you know you, you have to compare it to Ark, you know, because everybody does because it's a survival game, and it has a lot of you know, a lot of very similar comparisons to it. You know the 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 building uh, is is similar. You know it, it all the, the snapping points, just a lot of the structures are similar to it. It comes with wedges out of the box, which is neat. Um, but but like there's so much more stuff that you know that there's so much cool stuff that I like about it. like the gear customization. You know there's more than just you know cloth, leather, hide. You know chitin, flak, right? I mean. Uh, there's, you know, probably 20 different outfits in there, and it's categorized by light, medium, and heavy armor. And the looks of them, uh, you know, they put a lot of detail into 
defining the look of what they look like. And, you know, so you can go, and a lot of them have similar stats, so it's more of a what do I want to look like um, for my character, um, as opposed to which one, you know, I'm, you know, min-maxing it. Um, which one am I going to pick to, you know, to be the you know, to be the best gear because there's so many that are this you know are similar and you know and the best in, in that aspect. Um, some of the other things that it has in there is it has I don't want to really call them dungeons. It has instances. Um, right now, um, one of them, which was the first one that was out, does have a little bit of puzzly puzzles to it. You have to you know figure out you know some some switch puzzles in order to get through it. But for the most part, they're they're just you go in there and it's an instanced version of fighting a boss, um, but then when you fight that boss, you get some you get one item for the storyline, but then you also kind of learn some new recipes for some better weapons or armor, um, and then they also with bosses they have some world spawn bosses, which you know they spawn in different areas of the world and you go and you kill them and then you get a skeleton key that opens up a chest that gives you a legendary weapon. And there's, I think there's four different wep, like four or five different weapons of each weapon type, and then there's like about eight different weapon types. So there's probably like forty different legendary weapons or so. Um, so it's gonna take some time to kind of collect them all, even with our, you know, our uh, settings with it five times. You know, it means you get five keys when you kill the boss, but you know, it still takes some time to you know to collect them all if you want to, which you know it gives you something to do. Um, another thing that that they've added in, or they have in there, that, that's kind of neat, which I, I think it's a, a cool aspect for a, for PvE, uh, especially. It's, it's called the Purge. So all so each, it's based upon clan, and uh, de- as you are building things and doing, you know, and and basically progressing within your, within your, uh, within the game, this Purge meter g- builds up, and when it hurts a certain, hits a certain threshold, then you get NPC waves of creatures that will attack your what one of one hell? of your bases. That sounds so cool, doesn't it? I want to do yeah. it so bad. And so that is a game changer right there. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, so if you know it, like depending on on the server settings, um, you, you can have it set up where you know a purge won't happen unless there's you know so many characters, you know, so many people online. Um, you know that it won't it won't purge when you're offline. Um, but we've we've had one so far and. Uh, Tuxedo and Fell had one base, uh, a, a lar- really large base in one area, and I had a smaller base in another area. So we weren't sure which base was going to hit it first. And all three of us happened to be on that night, and a message popped up up to us saying, you know, basically the purge is about to happen in 10 minutes. You know, get prepared. Oh, my God. And so we weren't sure where it was going to be. They were, you know, oh, they, were, no. they hauled ass over to their base. You know, I went relatively close to my base until we saw where it was going to be. But we kind of figured out because they they were in the jungle and I was in kind of like a savanna area, and it said something about like you know gray apes are planning to attack. So we're like, okay, well since it's the apes, it's going to be in the jungle base. So you know I started moving my you know heading my way over there, and I got there by I think the time like the second wave had just ended, and yeah, essentially there was like four or five waves of you know different you know, progressively stronger NPCs that were coming in, and they were attacking the base. They destroyed a few walls, and um, you know, I think you know, depending on how your base is is built up and who's online and all that stuff, you know, you can have part of your base just get destroyed. Um, and so it's just a, a neat thing. Um, I, I 
I assume that you can probably tweak it to make it, you know, make it happen uh, more often and maybe even like more powerful. If you want to say, hey, you know, if you're going to be a, a, a tribe that you know, does a lot of a lot of building, you know, you're going to get it torn down by the NPC, you know, by the NPCs. You're going to have to rebuild um, more often. So it's, I don't know if it just can if it just happened, if it was a new feature that just came out with with the release or whether it's been out for a while um so they might still need some tweaking to it um but it's a it's a neat feature yeah it does and then the the other neat feature so there's no dinos to tame but there is um a taming of sorts and part of the way that you uh unlock uh some of the better gear as well as just make your base work better is you go and you find the you know the human npcs and you knock them out, you, you, you tie them up with a rope, and you drag them back to your wheel of pain. So oh if you, Lord. so if you watch the original Conan movie, um, you know, if you remember, you know, after you know his his village got raided and you know his his parents got killed, you know he got you know basically captured, and he was forced to to push around this you know you know push this lo- this big. Uh, log that was attached to this like grinding wheel in a circle and you know as you know as it went through you know, there was a lot of people that were on it and then you know it, it showed progressively you know less and less people there until it's just him and so that's what the wheel of pain is essentially you, you're torturing these people until they've submitted to become your thralls um your you know your servants and then you know when they become your servants then you can put them to work so there's different types of them there's fighters which you know are just you know melee based fighters there's archers so those would be your base defenses but then there's you know the the artisans there's blacksmiths there's armorers there's tanners and so if you put a blacksmith uh, and have him work in your in your smithy and then not only does it uh, depending on how good he is he might unlock some new uh, designs for you but he'll also decrease the amount of materials you need to craft stuff you know increase the speed of crafting things and so with uh you know with these with these npcs it it becomes the thing where you're going through and trying to find the higher level ones in order to have your base work better and as well as unlock the different items like it's more so right now with the armorers because you can get like epic and like exceptional and flawless versions of the armor um but it's based upon the race of the armorer uh, of which ones they'll unlock, and then even the faction, because there's a few different like tribes that are out there that you're stealing them from, and so depending on the race and their faction will determine what armor, or what higher quality armor they're unlocking. So it becomes one of those things where you're going into the camps and you're you're seeing what spawned and you're killing the guys, or you're knocking them out and dragging them out and forcing them to become slaves. So <laughs> it's a it's a neat little you know, like mini game you know type thing of sorts, right. you know, trying to find that kind of perfect tame in a way. Um, so yeah, I've been spending a lot of time going, setting up my wheels of pain outside of some of the camps and just going in there and uh-huh. you know, doing the routes and, you know, clearing them out and taking what I want and <laughs> killing the rest. So they respawn. I haven't got to play since we, like when it first had come out and we all got a server and even then it played pretty good for being, um, a new, uh, early access yeah. And I know we did a couple episodes on it, uh, Rated Exiles. We did a couple episodes on it. And 
Um, I was impressed when I logged back in and I made a character like it was still awesome looking. The graphics are cool, but I didn't get to, like I said, I made my character and then I went back to player and I couldn't find her. So <laughs> I'm going to just have to see if I have to make another one or what, but. Yeah, um, I know Fel I know Felso the game has gotten a lot better since, you know, when he first started playing with the early access. Um, so I don't know how it was before, but it, it's, I mean, it, it's as good, if not better, I would say than, than you know, than Ark was at release. Um, you know, I think you know it ha it's had time, you know, what two years, whatever, to kind of learn some of you know some of the the things to watch out for. There, there's still some things that are kind of pains in the butt that you know I'm kind of surprised have made it through. Like when you drop a box down, it it comes at, you know it drops down defaulted unlocked. It's like oh, you know, okay. like you know it was the same you know same complaint I had with Pixar doing that. It's right? Like, did you yeah. not learn you know from exactly. you know, from the past? It's like how hard is it to just change the thing to say no? you know, make it locked by default when you drop it down right. instead of little unlocked. things like that that make a yeah. like quality of life differences. Yeah. And like another quality of life thing it's you know that's kind of a pain is when you die and go back and get your corpse. In Ark, you know, you kinda of have this you know, the shadow, you know, hot bar where when you grab your corpse, the stuff that was on your hot bar goes back onto the spots it was. On yes. this one it, it doesn't so you go back, you grab your corpse, you can't drag your corpse, so you have to you know you have to grab your gear from where it's sitting which is probably next to a creature somewhere. And then you have to go and like turn on auto run and like start to be running away from the person while you're opening up your inventory and clicking on your armor to equip your armor and clicking on a weapon and you know maybe some other gear or two, you know, to get ready to actually go into combat instead of being able to go and just loot your corpse and you're ready to go. Um, and so, you know, so that's kind of a pain. So hopefully they change that, at least the hot bar, um, just because I hate having to go back and reset where my you know what items i had on what slots of the hot bar right but yeah that's like handy yeah so we'll see what what happens in the future i'm gonna you know be playing it for a while at least you know on and off until you know while we have the server um and then we'll see what happens after that whether someone runs a server afterwards or, or not um uh-huh but it it's a it's a nice game i mean i'm like I said, i'm thoroughly enjoying it so uh not too expensive you know if you want to pick it up but uh, Mac Daddy Kara, are you playing it on console yet? You, I think you were saying last time we recorded that you were. I've played it a little bit. I haven't put a whole lot of time into it yet. Oh, okay, and you had, but you had a group of friends that were playing it. Yeah, they decided to go out to official and just uh, try to go for alpha status right off the bat. Oh, okay. And I did that go. with Ark, and I didn't really want to do it with Conan. I wanted right. to play more of the story <laughs> right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, it definitely uh, has a different vibe to it. One one thing I did hear with console is that it suffers from one of the same problems that Arc does with the radio menus being kind of a pain in the ass to, to navigate through. But um, my biggest issue with it is just the whole inventory setup right now. I got so used to how Arc is nice and polished now, and yeah. Conan is just a mess compared to that at the moment. Yeah, and their crafting is a pain in the ass. There's no way to like sort the things into folders like with Arc. You can go and say, yeah, buildings, wood. And then you see the wood structures. Where this, it's just everything's in just one big old list, and it, it's only alphabetical. So yeah, after I get leveled up, I got to go find twine, which is always way at the bottom of the list in the inventory menu and on a console. That's just a pain. Yeah, at least I can search for it. You know, I can type in TWI, and it, and it shows it to you. Yeah, with console, you can't do that. And then you're gonna need twine for the enti entirety of the game. It's like <laughs> even you know you're building a tier, tier 3 building and, and it right. takes, you know, it's like you know hardened steel bars, you know, shaped wood and twine. <laughs> it's like really you're going to make me go back through and go and farm up the bushes 
in order to get fiber to, to make more twine. You I bet do you like butt that they aspect are. that they kind of keep you like grounded with having to go back to basics every time to build stuff, though. Yeah, right. it, it, it's just funny that you know they, that they didn't have some type of like upgraded version, like you know instead of twine, you know you have to turn the twine into like hemp rope or something like that. You you have to you know turn it into something that's a different quality. <laughs> but it is what it is. It's just you know kind of humorous. So that's it. Oh wow! What way to just drop us? <laughs> I'm like, what the shit, man? He's just going on a roll. He's like, Meh. Oh. okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I had, I had kind of said that was it until, yeah. and then you, you, know, you had a uh, okay. brought up the conversation with Mac Daddy Carrot. So. Oh right! Yeah. Yeah, you you was, totally cut her off guard. That's fantastic. I know. I was like, what? I'm sitting here painting my nails. I'm like, what? oh, what the hell? Well, I, was I supposed <laughs> to have a slow? Was I supposed to have a slow fade in my conversation? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. I'm not. I'm not intro music. All right, foe. What do you got for us? Well, I got a whole bunch of Audible credits built up, and I really don't know what to uh, do with them. I don't have any books that I'm currently like searching for, and I'm in the I'm in the market for like a good book or a couple of good books. I have six credits, so and that's the max you're allowed to have before you start losing credits. So I got to do something with these credits. I got to pick a couple of books. I, what I should really do is put my Audible account on hold until I go through all the books I have is yeah, what I should really do. I think that sounds like you gave yourself good advice right there. Word. But, <laughs> well, for right now, though, I still got six credits. So that still doesn't solve my issue with what do I want to get? Like, what's good? I was wondering if, if, if like, anybody had any books they had to like offer like anything any suggestions i haven't read anything new um have you have you ever read any of the uh chuck palunuk books he's the uh the author of fight club noah his are those good uh, i like them uh they they've they definitely have a lot of a uh, lot of interesting uh topics in them i have a few like you know in in hard copy so you know, Fight Club, you know, you know the story of that one. There was another one that was actually made into a movie with, I want to say it was Sam Rockwell, uh, called, I think that was the one called Survivor, um, where he he's playing a, basically a sex, um, sex addict. Um, it, it was his character. I can't remember all the rest of the story, but that, you know, um, but I want to say that. Giga. Sounds like it's like Giga. Sorry, my Giga. Um, let me see, Survivor, is this the one I'm thinking of? No, it's not Survivor. I'm a survivor. You're a survivor. <laughs> the survivor was a good one. That that yeah, Survivor is the one where basically there was a kind of a Jonestown cult who you know drank the Kool Aid and everybody died except one person, and so he was the survivor of the cult. And so then it's basically about him, and you know, now he's become you know, gone into mainstream culture um, because he survived the you know the cult type thing and i can't remember what else all goes there. i can kind of remember the ending but i i want to say he kind of like might start another cult based upon his notoriety but i might be totally off because it's been it's probably literally been a good like six seven years since i've read the book it's a it came out in 99 so i mean it's it's been a hot minute since i read that one um on a choke choke is the one that was made into the movie um and on that one part of the whole I remember part of the, you know, the reason for the name of the story is the character, the way he kind of makes it through life, is he will go into a you know a fancy restaurant. He will forcefully make himself start choking 
and then some, you know, nice person will come and save his life. You know, give him the Heimlich and save his life, and then he's found that because the weird way that people's minds work, you know, because they, they that person saved his life, they then go on to make sure that he is still doing all right. So every year he's getting like checks from the different people who've saved his life. That's funny. You know, in order in order to help him, and so it's just it's interesting. Yeah, it had Sam Rockwell on it, um, the movie when it came out in two thousand eight. Um, but yeah, so all of, all of his books there, I don't want to say they're odd. Um, but I really liked them. Uh, so the rod. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm looking for audible books. If you guys are on our Discord, jump into the what are you reading and just give me a few suggestions. A few, throw a few out there. I'll look into them. If it's something I like, maybe I'll pick it up and listen to it. Tatsu in our Twitch chat said, full render, there's a series of books by F. Paul Wilson called The Adversary Cycle. Start with The Keep. If you do start the series, it's a very good, a very chilling. So oh, cool. Six, six books in the series. All right, cool. The Keep. I'll look into that, too. Yes. So what else do you got for us? Well, I've been doing some more of that 40K, the Warhammer 40,000 oh. Slow Grow League. <laughs> I've been making progress. So uh, most of my models are built. But now we hit the next phase. So now I got to build more models. So oh, just okay. as I got everything built, I got to get those. And I try to try and get them all painted by the end of next month. We'll see if that happens. I doubt it, but we'll see. How do your models stack up against your opponent's models? What do you mean? Like you, like, does everybody, like, yeah, your, the quality you're painting? Like, I'm a more high-end. I'm a high-end painter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, not, most armies aren't up to my standards oh right um then you have world of warcraft i've been playing a lot of world of warcraft lately we've been talking about it all show um that actually stopped me from playing god of war 4 that i've been really wanting to play um <laughs> how, how weird is that right i know yeah. but i i will figure though that blue it might be blue i think it's partially blue's fault it's blue's fault yeah would you, <laughs> would you have it's my partner in crime blue. but i will tell you that um it is nice playing WoW again. Just some of the things that it's just fun. It's it's a fun game to get to get back into. Um, a lot of stuff that I used to love doing in WoW, I'm actually doing it again. Um, the does only that thing mean the auction house. It, yeah, I've been uh, X <laughs> X Blue. I'm like always. He is like an auction house whore right now. Yeah, I'm just I'm always in there. Whenever I get like, stuff, I'm always in there selling knows. it. Pretty knows. much. Pretty much. Pretty much. When knows. when I log in. When I log in, I'm in the auction house. Like that's where I am. That's where I start yeah. my session. That's where I end my session. And I can't even talk shit because he is making a freaking killing on that. Yeah, so I have a lot of fun what is doing he that. Teaching you how he's making a killing. Yeah, if he asks me, I give him advice. Yeah. Do you use that weird uh, TSM uh, add-on or whatever? That no, I don't. Said? Okay, I didn't know. Because oh. it's weird. Sometimes it's really it's really helpful. Sometimes it it it's not. Um, I just check it myself. It's really easy. All you gotta do is hold shift, and the item appears in your search bar, and then you just hit search, and oh, you man, see. I wish I would have asked you that. See, aren't you? Oh, there you go. Things. <laughs> you like I literally shift. just been hovering over the item and then typing That's it out in the freaking. No, you just hold That's shift funny. and click on the item, and boom, it pops up right in the search That's bar, and you just hit search. Yeah, no like him in Warframe three or Warframe three months ago making platinum. Yeah, my son makes a ton of plat in uh, Warframe. So yeah, so been doing a lot of that World of Warcraft stuff. Been having a real blast with it. Um, unfortunately, WoW's still not working on my PC. I just uninstalled it. Arc. 
Arc. Okay, sorry, Arc. Wow. I'm like, he did say wow. I'm sorry. Like, okay. My bad. Um, <laughs> like, unfortunately, Arc isn't working on my PC right now. For some reason, Arc and my PC broke up. They're not talking to one another at the moment, and I'm trying to be the middleman and pulling them back together. Um, I uninstalled it again. I'm going to reinstall it, see what happens, but I found out the problem, and I spoke with somebody who knows computers really well. What happens was when I dropped my PC that time, when I dropped my PC, it was on, so I damaged the hard drive because the hard drive was active, it was spinning, and I dropped it, and I messed it up. And that's why I can't reset my Windows. Um... If my computer were to freeze up totally, it takes me like a half hour to get yeah, back on. Yeah, that's what you were saying. Yeah, so my hard drive is done. It's working, but it's not working properly. And um, DirectX had an update, and that's what's messing yeah. up my WoW. And I can't update my DirectX. It won't let me download it. Mm. So until that's I could it. update my DirectX... I can't play Arc. So what I'm going to do is pretty soon I'm going to buy a solid state drive and that will circumvent my whole problem. Hopefully. So I could use the my current hard drive for like storage if I really have to. But I'm going to buy a decent sized solid state drive and then I'm going to buy an external hard drive to like store things. And that should fix my issue. Which without having to said, replace the whole motherboard. Oh, okay. Yeah, because Promo said even with, like, the external hard drives, those, because they're electronic, um, have, a, like, a life expectancy on them. So that's kind of, like, I have one, and that's how I found out. He was, he was like, oh, no, that's just, like, a ticking time bomb. That's what, So I don't know. It's, it's good, but if you're using it all the time, a lot. I don't know. I got to do something. I don't really feel like replacing my whole entire motherboard right now. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. Do you have we'll to see what happens. I I don't know. He was saying hard drive? Yeah, he was saying something that it's easier just to get solid state drives than replacing uh. your your whatever it is. If I don't have to replace it cuz I'm not the best person to talk to about these things. Um if I don't get to replace it cuz you know I do all my computer stuff, but I don't know the names of stuff. I don't really know what the cause is. Yeah, I just troubleshoot, I, I and I look things up page. as I go. Yeah, I look things up as I go. I talk to people. I try and figure it out. And I messed up my hard drive when I dropped it when it was on. So once I get a solid-state drive, I'll be able to dip my – because I've been missing ARC. It's, like, weird. It's, like, when you don't play for a while, you do miss it. You miss getting in there and playing <laughs> it. Yeah. I was, like – I felt like for a while I'm, like – I'm the only person who likes playing Ark. At least Emmetai and Clev and Dr. Ob, we've been rocking out some Ark. Yeah. But I also have been side-eyeing, like looking over at me like, I really want to try out Conan with the group. And then I look over and I'm like, I really want to jump back into Warcraft because I did sub again. And I was like, damn it. Not you did time. sub again. What are you doing? Like, I you got to get into some more. Why do you sub again? You got to play it. <laughs> Because I want to play. At, at least I have, a, like, I have characters that are higher level. So when you guys get on my level, I really need to get up into. <laughs> get um, on my level. Get I on my it. level. With, um, I really need to get back into um, when you guys hit Legion. Not Legion. Um, Warlords of Draenor. I need to hook up and we need to get our flying unlocked and all that stuff. So, because that sucks. You have to do, like, a bunch of stupid jumping puzzles and shit to get your flying Oh, there. that's retarded. I hate I that hate sort of it. stuff. And I hate Just it. let me I pay a couple it. of thousand gold. I want to suffer like, with leave me alone. you guys. I want to suffer with you and not, al- not alone. So. I'm, like, so spoiled. Well, you know what? You no longer need cold weather flying in Northrend anymore. I do know that. 
I'll pretend that it's new, but that's not a new thing. I'll pretend. Well, no. so I wonder if they changed the the warlord <laughs> thing. Child. You well, can that, buy that goes to show you flying. when the last time I played WoW was. I, I played during Cataclysm, and during Cataclysm, you still needed cold weather flying to fly right. in Northrend. Yeah, for Northrend. <laughs> you know what, though? They better have refunded that, that freaking gold to me, then. I if, don't think they did. I don't know. I got a whole bunch of gold you still for have, no reason. You still have cold weather flying. <laughs> you just don't need it. No, everybody <laughs> else gets it for free. I had to pay for that shit. You better give me a damn refund. Shit. I think your your um, horde tune should be goblins. You seem very goblin-y. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I think you should sue the goblins. <laughs> yeah. Take it How's that goblin me? Did I want my hard-earned gold? gold? That's you. Like You're just like, time is money, friend! And all that weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. I love... I love mounts and I love transmog shit and all that shit's expensive <laughs> like when you buy it from the auction house. Exactly. Exactly. So hey there. So you're cutting back on a few tabletop okay. games. Okay. Yeah. So What's since I got back into tabletop games, I kind of went overboard. Like I'm playing Warhammer 40k again. I'm playing Warhammer Underworlds Shadespire. Well, I'm just going to call it for now on Warhammer Underworlds because apparently Shadespire is the expansion name, is the current set's name. So they just finished out Warhammer Underworld Shadespire. So the next round of sets to come out is going to be called something else. It's going to be called Warhammer Underworld so and so, whatever it's going to be called. And then All it'll right. be, it'll be, it'll have cards from that theme of whatever the new set's going to be. So I've been, you know, I got, I'm not giving up that. Shadespire Underworlds, that's my main tabletop game right now. I'm loving okay. that game. Going to tournaments, having a great time. And then I'm playing that samurai card game. Then I was playing Star Wars Destiny. Like, I, I was just playing too much. It's too much. I don't have time to play all these games. It's like, I want to play them all, but I don't got the time. Right. I, I think that's what everybody who... <laughs> Who has uh, family stuff and job and all that, you know, so it's hard to juggle all these things. I'm going to be, I'm selling off these Star Wars stuff probably for the most part, because I just don't want to chase rares. And then the, the Samurai card game, although I love it, the games take a pretty long time. And I like my card games to be like fast paced. Like that's what I want to play. I want to play card games supposed to be fast paced. And these games almost take as long as playing a miniatures game. It's kind of... But it's so good, so it's like I'm kind of thinking about maybe cutting back on that a little bit. I don't know. But I know I'm definitely going to drop the uh, Star Wars Destiny. And, um, yeah, that's about it. So I just got to cut back. I've been dipping into, like, too many too many tabletop games. I was, like, looking at everything when I first got back into now, it. Now, did you realize this, or did you have to have an intervention? Did somebody tap you on the show? No, no, I realized it because, you know... Um, part of this, uh, the, uh, Facebook group and, and the, uh, the, uh, game club and everything. And there's all these events that are happening. Right. And it's like, I want to go to all these events, but right? I can't, I just can't yeah. do it. And like, I was starting to dip my toe into like different miniature games. Blood Bowl is another game that I play is that True. football, the fantasy yeah. football game. Yeah. And I'm not going to drop that because Blood Bowl is too fun. And that's a, it's a very small game, but I've been, you know, then I was looking at this other miniatures game. I was looking at this other one and there's like, uh. So many good games out there, and they, and you know, and when you see people at the club playing with all these cool miniatures, it's like, it looks cool. So you want to like play it, you know, you want right. to get into it. Yeah. Realistically, you don't got time. You got to pick a couple and just stick to those couple. Because right. what winds up happening is, um, you lose track of the meta in the game. So it's like once you play too many games, you can't concentrate and get good at 
one of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I got to cut back just a tad. So I dropped a few games and a couple of games I was going to get into. I was like, stop it. Stop. Put the blinders on. Like, I got to be like a horse that has blinders. Like, just look forward. Like, look forward with the games I have. Sounds good. Oh, and then I played some more of that Midgard game. Champions of Midgard with the fam over the weekend. We had a blast oh, playing that. Cool. My little guy, I mean, I'm so proud of my nine-year-old. He was just jamming that game. He was, like, killing trolls, um, getting meat, making all these uh, all these um, choices. And he was actually, he actually wound up making this huge comeback in, like, the second half of the game. It was really cool. That's awesome. That's cool. When you can see, like, your kids or, or your family or even friends, like, take on something that you really enjoy it's neat seeing them also enjoy it and especially the young ones really too yeah yeah i'm surprised because you know the game it's a lot that game has a lot and he was just he took it on full bore and he was like no awesome. i don't want to be on nobody's team i was like no you could you, you know because what you do with the, with the young kids like you could sit on my lap and you could be on my team you know what i'm saying you can you could help daddy he's like no i want to be on my team i don't want to be on your team <laughs> he's like i don't need your help exactly yeah, I need to I need to find some time for the family to sit down, and play another session of uh, uh, crap. What's that called? Bear? I can't yeah. remember what's called now. The I remember like, you playing then. Killer kittens? No. Explosive bears? No, I, I, I do I do have those, and it's not and it's bears versus babies and exploding kittens. Oh. <laughs> um, it's like barrel not barrel wind. I can't remember what's called now. <laughs> we we had we had talked about it. You were saying that you wanted to play it too. It was the one that was. The Kickstarter. I can't remember what it's called now. Well, but, in our show notes, like, probably two episodes maybe? By the way, and yeah. I know I made everybody download it. We never got to play yet. Gloomhaven. We got to jump on stream. We're not playing And we got to play. No, and we got to play <laughs> on our phones. What was it? Uh, The Angry Apples or something, something, something like that. It's, oh, uh, yeah. It, it's Cards vs. Humanity. App. Cards vs. Oh! Humanity in mobile form. It's such a fun game to play. It's yeah, so funny. Why don't we do that for and we should all Saturday. exactly. We should all get on and just play it. It's a total blast. You guys have a great time. Is that well, a free download or do no? That. Yeah, it's a free download. And if you want to, I mean, I did it because it's so cheap. You could literally buy all the cards that they have to offer for like ten bucks. Well, that's cool. And not only is it everything they have, but everything they will have. You know what oh, I'm saying? Wow. Like, you buy once, and then you just have everything forever. Well, that's cool. Yeah, so you get, like... And what that offers you is more fun cards in your decks when you're playing with other people. Like, cool stuff pops up for you. Because when you play the regular set, eventually you start seeing, you know, the same thing a bunch. Right, yeah. So this just gives you, like, hundreds of new options, which is kind of fun. Cool, cool. Alrighty, well, I will... Tr I will tear the baton out of your hand and tell you guys that i've i've still been playing arc and i haven't playing it on the official well i did get on um johnny opened up the amissa map and we'll probably be talking more about that tomorrow on rated arc but um he opened up the amissa map and he clustered it with fell servers so it's pretty neat and i've only got to make like a house in the desert and then because it was like pretty treacherous right I like loaded in. It's pretty neat because you have like these spawn points that you load into different parts of the map and each one has a different flavor. So like if you load into one of the cities, I noticed, but I like got irritated 
that day like i loaded it and like i i was like stuck in some stupid kingdom and i couldn't get out so i'm like well that's some shit so i spoke i like i chose a desert um spawn point the next time and it loaded me into like a desert city and it was pretty cool because i had like um already prefab like tents and everything and so i built outside of there and then i found this amazing uh forest with a bunch of red trees so i started building like a little castle there and i've just been playing arc and uh, isn't that map fun isn't that God, map pretty gorgeous. cool? I've only got to see those two zones though, so but it's and it's only I think like twenty percent done, right? Yeah, it, yeah. It's like for being twenty percent done, it's pretty amazing. So then I um we had started our official tribe, made our official stamp on an island server on a fresh server that uh, Wildcard opened. So that's been cool. Just kind of it's nice to just kind of binge on some TV shows and. Uh, just work along on like our tribe like a project you know we just kind of check in with each other tell each other what's going on because it's hard to catch up with each other so it's like we we're like a tribe of like four or five active people but we all play at different times so it's neat like seeing like what happened and stuff like that so that's been fun and yeah i've been wanting to play world of warcraft so i'll have to get in and or, or uh, tag, you guys can tag me when you're on one of my levels <laughs> that I needed to finish. Get on my level. Get on my tag level. your it. <laughs> you're in level. The, I haven't bought the new expansion yet that's coming out this summer, but I'm all caught up on Warlords of Draenor and all that jazz, so I have people that can play with you. And I saw Blue, you were getting a little like, oh, or the Demon Hunters. They are pretty neat. Yeah, they look really cool. I, I want to yeah. dip into one of those and see uh see how it plays i haven't yeah i haven't done it yet because i'm i'm really focused on the shaman but yeah, yeah definitely. it'd be fun to check out and they are fun they really are fun so um yeah we took like a break last week from both of our shows that we did i think like i was in a funk we were sick my husband got infected with some random rash our kitten passed away we had it was my my dad who passed away it was his birthday last week and that always hits my mom heart so it was just like you get hit on all sides not only do you are you sick you have like a stomach flu both of your kids are sick and then you have like your family is just like all falling apart around you and then like blue was feeling funky and it's like him and i were both feeling a funk last week we're like yeah we just can't do this this right now we're like we're like taxed out on all of the all of the things <laughs> yeah it was just we a lot like, <laughs> took like a week off crawled into a little hole and played whatever we could play when we had time <laughs> so it was kind of weird that happens you know so we're we crawled out this week and we're we're back in our thing but um I caught up on so but 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 what I also I haven't been in discord because I got so behind on my shows that I was binging on so I sat there like a vegetable building official arc official arc like one rock one rock one rock so it makes it so much better when you get to like binge on tv so I caught up on the siren which is the mermaid show I was talking about so last I was telling you the mermaid chick um they got the she they came to earth to the land because she, her sister got kidnapped by some government facility so she went looking for her sister they ended up finding her sister her sister escapes her sister is a crazy woman 
like mermaids in the show are like evil bitches and they like eat people they eat they can eat you they're super strong and the longer they're out of the water the more they get acclimated to the environment and then the more they can just like live among you and you wouldn't even know so in the show right now the government is like trying to i kind of want to watch that show a it's bit. really neat it's i'm not like it surprised me i thought it was gonna be stupid because i watched another cloak and dag is another show up that Death- same channel right yeah um yeah freeform yep yep yeah so they're like yeah. jack flack cloak and dagger i'm waiting for cloak and dagger no. so. okay. it should be releasing its first episode soon i think the I cloak just, and dagger they're like based on it. characters from yeah. something yeah, else they're I not based on based the book on the, yeah based on the marvel uh characters the marvel ones dagger. yeah it's not i'm thinking he, about the 1980s movie with that kid and exactly the, and with, the atari cartridge and all yep. that yeah it was it was the the kid i think what was it i think it was the kid from et and then the uh the father from uh, Major Dad. Yeah. Uh, or no, not from Major Dad. Uh, uh, Dabney Coleman's the 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 guy from Nine to Five. But Dabney Coleman's the father. Yeah, I'm pulling oh. out all the old TV movie references. Yeah, <laughs> I well, that's a good I one, man. That's a good one, though. That's a good movie. You would... one in Freeform looks good because it looks like they're very yin and yang. Like together, they can really do some damage against each other. I guess, like in this. Yeah, so Wait. if I if I remember the powers at least from the the comics is cloak he basically has like access to like a shadow realm type thing and she generates light. Yes. And like she can you know, shoot out like you know light daggers and sh- stuff like that. I am googling it right now. Yeah, um, teenagers Tyrone and Tandy are awakened to newly acquired superpowers, which are mysteriously linked to one another. Uh, oh, the first episode comes out June seventh, so yes, it's coming soon. Okay. Yeah, she's oh, the, she has the ability to emit light daggers, and he has the ability to engulf good. others in darkness and transport them through the dark force dimension. Yeah, it looks good. So, um, yeah, so Siren looks, it, Siren is good so far. Um, the So now it's kind of like there's the good sister who realizes that the humans have been helping her to find the sister that was kidnapped by the government. She knows that these group of humans are good. Well, the sister that was kidnapped by the government thinks humans suck because they do, the ones that she came in contact with. So it's oh, they like, kidnapped oh. her. Yeah, so it's now like a war between the sisters. One sister believes in the humans, the other sister does not trust the humans. So the the sister that was kidnapped, she went out to the ocean, bought, brought back a bunch of crazy mofos to like back her up, and there's like some shit is about to go down. <laughs> so now it's very interesting. So and it's kind of neat because you start to find out different stuff that's going on in the town. There are some townspeople that used to be mermaids. I won't tell you who, but there's some townspeople that back in the day used to be mermaids, but they've spent so much time out of the water that they just became part of the town and nobody even knows any difference. So they kind of know how these people, these creatures feel coming out and how they don't really belong here. They belong with their butts back in. But the government was starving them. That's what it was, is they were doing mass fishing, starving them, trying to force them out of the ocean so they can start because they're figuring out that something inside of the mermaids makes it... Like if they take some of their DNA and and inject it into um, humans with like disabilities and stuff that they are being healed. So they want to market that. So they want to kind of like make mermaid farms and farm them for their their special medicinal qualities, which is disgusting. But 
it's what it is. It is what it is. So it, the story is taking a different turn and it's pretty, it's a good show. So, so I caught up on that and the blind spot. It's always been one of my favorites. The chick in the bag that was dropped in New York. Cause you know, that happens, right? Everything where you live, oh, I just think it's whatever TV tells me. <laughs> <laughs> you just randomly get people dropping it. <laughs> Tattooed bags. Don't oh yeah. She, and she's all tattoos and yeah. like the tattoos are kind of like a map. Yes, now it's like the second round. She was re-kidnapped by a crazy brother of hers, re-tattooed, and then re-dropped back in. And that has been like this whole next thing because he's just like a little... So that show's always been one of my favorites. And The Blacklist has always been one of my favorites. So that's been good. And I did pick up... um, I heard a lot of people talking about the new Lost in Space on Netflix. Oh, it's so good. I've only watched the first episode, but it got me. I'm like, yeah, I think I could do this. I haven't watched it yet, but all my buddies at work have, and they've said nothing but good. It's irritating to me a little bit, but it's still good. Like, what part is irritating? Well, I don't want to give anything away if you want to watch episode one. So it's something that's like, it's something that's like more? They introduce a character that's just, you just hate that that character's there. Okay. Because I was seeing articles articles where like people were... It was like, oh, apparently robots are sexy. Like, pe- people were getting all hot over some weird robot. And if it's the robot that's, like, in, season- in the very first episode, I'm like, you guys are pretty messed up in the head to, like, find anything sexually appealing about this robot. Is it when they bring in Joey Tribbiani? I don't know. I don't know. I've only watched the first episode, but that's all I know. No, I'm, I'm making reference to the movie. Oh, sorry. From the 90s. <laughs> it's lost on me. Um, Lost in space. Uh, old man and Twitch said, um, "Been watching old episodes of Roseanne. I love all the old and the new episodes so far of Roseanne. I have been watching. I've watched all those, and I'm glad that they started Roseanne, not so, with Dan dead, because that pissed me off." So, which is your favorite Becky? I like the original Becky. I don't like the uh, the new, the one Becky that they brought in. And I don't even the like the best friend, new part, the one who's yeah, who's now the best friend. Well, or I don't think they're best friends right now or because she's the chick that she was supposed to carry her baby, and then she couldn't, so she backed out and left. Like they haven't been friends, so I don't know how that chick's gonna come in back into play because they kind of like killed the storyline of her being her surrogate. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, what's that was like, what? I think she's talking to you because I haven't seen it. Yeah. I haven't seen it either. What the hell are you talking about then? If you don't even, <laughs> you even well, I've I've heard about it. No, they're like they're not best friends right now. So, um, uh, the, yeah. the old Becky is kind of you know back, like she's very much the way she always would be. And Mark died, her husband, so she's still kind of in that depressive mode. Like she's still kind of in regret. She's regressing. She's acting very teenagery. And then the new Becky played this chick who really wanted a baby, and she really went. So she met up with the old Becky, not knowing, and then. Well, obviously, so that's how they incorporated the new Becky and the old Becky. Well, then all of a sudden, the old Becky lied to her and told her that she was younger than she was. And so when she went to go have her eggs tested to be her surrogate, she they said, your eggs are not acting their age. <laughs> so so then Becky. the new Becky was like, oh, well, then I can't waste my time with you if your eggs are old. Peace out. And then that's the last I've seen of the new Becky. Was like she was very snobby and rich and couldn't have a baby and wanted to pay the old Becky to have the baby. And Roseanne and Dan were like pissed. They're like, nobody's going to be having our baby and keeping it, you know? So, yeah. So, and Oman said his wife recommended 13 Reasons something on Netflix. I've been watching from Beyond the Blind. That's a good show. 
Is it? Does season, um, is season two come out or is it coming out? It's out and it's decent. Okay. Um, it's a good show. It's a good show. It, it, it it's a drama. You know, and I don't like drama. I like action or comedy. Yeah, like, it's a drama and it's rapey. It's rapey. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. So. I'll stick with my comedy action because I'm not yeah. about rapey and crying. So. Yeah, yeah, that's what it basically <laughs> who, it is. Who wants to sit down and be like, "Oh, I had such a bad day. Oh, let's stretch out." That's kind of what it is. It's let's like watch some crying. Ass watch this young girl no, who basically that? committed suicide because she was raped, and that's yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that's yeah, my, nice. But it's son, but it's a well done show and it's yeah. a well done drama if you are into that. And, so. and if you are craving some crybaby like crying rapey shit, apparently. But yeah. if you're not, then you might want to check out this other show that I watched. But know what else? So I've been watching lately is Black Lightning. I've never even heard of that. It's a superhero show that's part of the CW uh, superhero universe. Oh, it's a part of the Arrowverse. So, the, okay, the, uh, let me Google this. CW, DC Universe, CW, the Arrow. You're watching a CW show? So, so, no, so I'm watching CW on Netflix. CW is Arrow and Flash. It's still yeah, nice. Arrow, and Flash. Aww. I'm watching it on Netflix. It's Black Lightning. Um, This is dark like Arrow. Okay. It's, you know, pretty violent, oh, pretty wow, good. it's pretty new. It came out in 2018, April 17th. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think season two is not even out yet. Yeah, yeah, it's a good no show. Shit. Wow, how has this, Mars, how has this gone past my radar? Because I watched the 100 on the CW. This wow. Is to add. What the hell? There you go. Add it because it's good. I'm up to like episode, I don't know, like four or five. It's good so far. I like it a lot. Let me see. I have to watch this. All. I also, get. I think I have a season of Flash to catch up on. Me too. I'm behind in Flash. Oh, I'm behind in Arrow. Charmed back too. Did you guys hear and that? I'm- yeah, they're revamping it, putting it's in so charming. people. Yeah, it's so charming. That's not going to be on the CW too. I just saw it when I was trying to link the show and and thing. It it has charmed on there. Oh, Sundays it's coming out this fall. Oh, it's different people though. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a younger generation. Well, it's not bad, I guess. I, got I don't like. That I, I just I want. hope the older people are in there because I mean, they were hot, hot. I can't believe I've never even freaking heard of this Black Lightning. What the hell? I, I remember thinking? hearing about it, but I didn't realize it was part of the Arrowverse. Me either. No clue. Because like I've been saying for a while that DC should stick to their small screen uh, stuff because they've done a great job, I thought, with Arrow and Flash and yeah. Legends and Legends of Tomorrow grew on me. Like when I first started watching, I didn't yeah. like it so much, but then it, I, I gotta started liking catch it. Up on Legends of Tomorrow then. I don't like that dynamic and Supergirl. that they have on So there. does this mean all of the heroes from Black Lightning that are like the background characters will make their way into Legends of Tomorrow? Because that's basically what Legends of Tomorrow is. It's yeah. all of the mediocre chaff characters that from, from like the other shows all in this show. It's like characters they wanted to keep current, but their story was finished in like the main shows. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, in a way, I mean... It was almost like an Avengers type thing. I mean, you have your Iron Man with Adam. You have, you know, Firestar is kind of like a Vision. <laughs> uh, Black Canary is sort of like uh, Black Widow. Um, you, got, you, know, you got your Fire Guy, you have your Ice Guy. Yeah, so it was. I said when I f- first watched, was watching. I was like, eh, I don't like it too much. But then I had to watch it because there was one of the 
the crossovers between like Arrow and Supergirl and Flash and Those Legends of Tomorrow. Those always get you. They the, do that on purpose. The, uh, the of one course where, they do. Where the That's aliens. And I, all of the universe. And so I was like, well, crap, now I gotta watch everything to catch up so I can, right, get, exactly. so I can get to the big crossover. That's why I stopped watching, because I'm like, this is, I don't like people forcing me to do stuff. And I'm like, meh. You're gonna but, make me watch two other shows and keep up with this shit. But but then I liked it, so. Well, then, I didn't even get him a chance to know. Yeah. I just don't watch. I watch them all except for Supergirl. Also, Supergirl, I I thought was really good. She's uh, just a boring character to me. Uh, <laughs> I I I would have thought the same thing be, you know, because because because, because I don't I don't particularly like Superman. Because what? I think they. How can you not like Superman? Because he's he's, he's invincible. I'm not gonna and have he's, this nerd out with you right now. Because because <laughs> he's too powerful and he's just the you know the goody oh. two shoes. There, there's there was never really any. I want to say well, drama it's like with the him. first guy. Like this is like you know they didn't really get too deep. But you know, you know so you know, most you know he, his character was usually always two dimensional. It was. I'm gonna do. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna do good for goodness' sake. I'm never gonna do anything bad. Nobody can hurt me because I'm, you know, super Amazing. powerful. Uh, un- unless and they I get a hold of this hair. this kryptonite thing. The flash. Everybody gets a hold of it. Like yeah. this kryptonite. Where is it? Can you just buy that like the Dollar Tree? Because all these bad and, guys get but, a hold of it. But with Supergirl, I, I you know I liked it because you know the you know the character oh, came in and and she she seemed to you know. Like it was neat the way it was brought in because she's the older cousin of Superman of Kal-el, but she can't she didn't arrive to Earth until like fifteen twenty years later, you know because she you know, basically it starts off um, where you know uh, Kal-el gets sent off in his pod and she gets sent off right behind him, you know because you know her mom and his mom were you know were sisters, and so she's like you know you need to go watch you know you need to go and take care of him take care of Cal. And then when they're going off, then the, the planet explodes and it knocks her craft off target and she gets sent out to the Phantom Realm, which, you know, if you remember with uh, Superman 2, that's the, you know, the, the place where Zod and all of them got sent to. So she's, so her pod's over there for a number of years. Meanwhile, Cal makes it and hits Earth. And so now he's grown up in Earth and she's still in suspended animation. And, and, the, and in this, you know, this basically this realm where kind of time is wonky. And then eventually, you know, her ship comes out and then goes to Earth. And now she lands and now, you know, Superman's grown up and he's Superman. And she gets there and she's like, you know, and he and he realizes she comes there and he meets her. And she's like, well, I was supposed to kind of take care of you, but uh, you're older than me now and you're kind of taking care of things. So she like basically just dis- you know, kind of disappears in, you know, into um, mediocrity type thing. She doesn't want to, you know... A, you know, accept her powers or anything. She just wants to be normal, and she does that as she's growing up. But then, you know, in the events of the of the first episode, she's she's forced to reveal her herself and her powers in order to save her foster sister. And then, you know, then she starts to embrace, you know, being Supergirl. But like I said, I I really like the show. It's got the brighter tone to it, like Flash. Yeah, it really. Uh, does. As opposed to the, the dark tone, like Arrow. Um, but you know, so it's. It, it was a nice show, and uh, I need to catch up on that one too, though. And it brings in Martian Manhunter, which you know he's a character that you know, doesn't get enough uh, enough screen time. Constantine on, too. On anything. Tatsu in chat, he's all he he agrees with you, foe. He says Superman is super boring. I can only be damaged by stupid green crystals and magic. And then he said, <laughs> in regards to Supergirl, she wasn't cool enough to go make her own fortress of solitude. That's all. 
one cool <laughs> one cool thing about Superman. Boom. That's what. He's well, doing. I'm trying to remember. In one Lots of the opinions, there. In one of the Superman stories, he didn't even have to make anything. He just put the crystal in the in the ground, and it made itself. I can't remember if that was the movies or what, but I don't remember him having to actually make it. But that's neither here nor there. Superman was not good with crafts. He did not uh, train in engineering. Or no, he did not. Ice sculpting. <laughs> He's lame. So the <laughs> oh, Tazu said he is a Batman. I I'm with you. If you had to compare like Superman and Batman, I jump over to Batman. That 100. percent Oh, Gotham is another good show. 100%. Yeah, I need to catch up on Gotham. And too. Gotham is starting to get to the point where. Sp- Batman's getting older. My only my only complaint with Gotham though was the fact that you know they're introducing all these villains that were Batman's villains, but yet Bruce Wayne is still a you know a young teenager, and so it's like you know are we supposed to believe that these villains have been you know destroying the city for ten years before Batman shows up? Why not? Yes, that's why they need Batman. That's why the city becomes so corrupt. Exactly. Jeez. How did you not know this? Get with it. <laughs> no, I know that's what no, they're saying in it, but I don't get with. agree this with it. This is my third time trying to segue to my last show. <laughs> Fine. What's your last show? Krypton? <laughs> my last show. No. It is entirely not even related. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Krypton Superman. Yeah, no, I have been watching that, though, but I think they're doing that weird, like, it's summertime, yo, and we're, like, totally not going to record new videos. <laughs> so I'm like, ah. So I keep checking back. I'm like, ah, not another one. Not another new one. So um, it's this one on Netflix. Now it has, uh, what was it? Carol Burnett in it. So, you know, like Cyber Judge. Yeah, that always, looks good. Yeah, it's cute. You know, Cyber Judge is always talking about, yeah, <laughs> Mac Daddy Carrot says, you can talk. You can interrupt us. We are we are not uh, fragile people. Go ahead. Bust right Oh, now. no, I'm just here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we're glad that you got to make it with us. Um. So, uh, like, Cyber Judge is always talking about, like, trying to find, like, a family-friendly show that he can watch at work or whatever on the on the projector or something during lunch and stuff. This is definitely something that I believe he can do. It's on Netflix, and it's called A Little Help with Carol Burnett. And it's cute because, obviously, whenever you throw kids in and they say some crazy stuff, you know, and they bring in, like, celebrities and, like, um, and they, they like, they say, hey... This the celebrity has a problem. What's your guys' advice? And then there's like five kids, and each kid gives them what they think they would do. You know, and it's interesting seeing like from a kid's perspective and their spunky little personalities and stuff. So I think this show would be family friendly, and it should be something that you could watch at work. Like what he was, Cyber Judge is always talking about, like trying to something that he can project and not offend and not have like crazy stuff going down. So this was a cute show. They had um. I think it was Gwyneth Paltrow on the fir- or second one. one. of One of the ones. Yeah, they start out, I think, with Gwyneth Paltrow. And then they just go on from different uh, people with different problems. A couple of them an episode. So it's neat. And they were funny. And like, when <laughs> it was so nuts. Like for Mother's Day, um, you know, like, I don't know if you guys go to church, but I do. And when I went to church, they want you to send all of your kids up front so they can say something amazing, you know, something they love about their mom. And instantly I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like, what are my kids going to say? Like, they put a microphone up to them. I'm like, oh my God, what is my daughter going to say? What is she going to say? You know, because you never know. The most bizarre thing from like 
five days ago that you don't even remember that that'll that's just what they'll share you know that's just what they'll share so it's cute little kids keep you keep you on your toes <laughs> this, is, this is a cute show so i think this would be family friendly and safe to watch so you guys haven't watched this one yet right no but in following your link it reminds me that arrested development season five comes out <laughs> next week you're so crazy well because on on the link it talks about uh, one of the guests is tony hale who's oh, one of the okay. One of the characters from Rest Development, and that I had to look up when season five comes out because I knew it was coming out soon, and it comes out on the 29th for the first half of season five. So, yeah, I'm gonna have to watch that one too. Lots of good stuff. So, I think that's all I have. I'm gonna go see um, Deadpool tomorrow. Are you? Yep, lucky dog. What about you, Mac Daddy? I know you got to you came in late, but do you have anything you want to share with everyone? No, I've just been catching up on Black Mirror since you know you guys yes. were talking about yeah. it. <laughs> I was I was going to really, notice that. Like, pick an episode and we can all watch it again and like talk about it. Do you guys have an episode or something you want us to watch? I'll 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 choose one that's full ones too, but I I like them all. But I'll I'll choose one that's that's a good one to, to Let watch. Let us know by next For what? week so we can Black watch Mirror. It. Oh, Black Mirror, more Black Mirror. He go, and it was your idea. He's like, oh, more Black Mirror, more Black Mirror. <laughs> <laughs> it was totally his idea to make us do that. You know, I've just um, been watching that and sense. then uh, playing oh, H1Z1. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Conan H1Z1? a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. On console? Do they have that on yeah. console? Yeah, they have that. Console. Yeah, it just came out on PS4. Ooh. So are you playing with any of the um, people in the gaming group? Or are you guys playing? Are you playing with your friends? or? Uh, old man's too stingy to come play with me. Oh man, what is that? What's up with that old man? Jeez. No, I gotta quit playing with my friends because we just get on in teams of two and kill everybody else on our team, and yeah, it's not good. <laughs> goof off and have fun, picking on each other. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yep, that's <laughs> right. No, he I've been having fun just kind of. H one Z one in a bit, bro. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just I usually just get on and I'll get on myself and just jump into teams of five and. It's been kind of fun. There's a lot of interesting people I've come across that are really psyched for the game and keep comparing it to Fortnite all the time. Really? Okay. Well, you've played both of those, right? Have you you played Fortnite? Yeah. yeah. So do you feel like there's a comparison? To me, no. I mean, Fortnite's... Uh, a lot of people always say Fortnite's for people that can't shoot a gun, so they got to build a wall. <laughs> oh, okay. And that's where the PUBG... Fortnite battle is. That's what I yeah, was here. Yeah. H1Z1 is, you know, it's what PUBG was uh, based off of. The guy who did PUBG, he was the main input on H1Z1 when it started oh, coming out. Okay. So that's where they got their ground from, and that's more of a boots on the ground type shooter. Okay. Tatsu says even though H1Z1 was the progenitor for the modern day battle royales. Yeah. That's what uh, Tatsu says. The biggest kick I get out of is when you jump into the random parties on there, everybody keeps asking, when do the zombies show up? <laughs> when do they show up? They don't. Well, they originally, when it first came out, they did have zombies in the Battle yeah. Royal, and they took that out, and then nobody, like a lot of people didn't realize that they actually split into two separate games with Just Survive and H1Z1, yeah. and H1Z1 is strictly Battle Royal now. Oh, okay. Yep. That's kind that of like what the- Ark was doing with Survive the Ark. Yeah. You know, yeah. See, that's another one I wish they'd bring back is uh, the yeah. uh, survival of the fittest that they had for art. Yep. Yeah, the survival. Yeah, I yeah. like that. That was a lot of fun. I had fun yeah. playing that. Everybody on console was pissed about that, too, because yeah. that was supposed to be the launch game for Ark, and then they just completely scrapped it. It's weird that they don't revive it. It really is weird. Yeah. 
Especially now that everything's switching to Battle Royal, this would be the time to bring it yeah, back. Yeah, this would be the time to poof it up. But no, they're doing Twitch streams every two weeks, so... Apparently, apparently that's the hype train. They really should get on the... the um. So did anybody TF. watch this one today? I did. I really Was did. Was it as well-informed like and... Better? <laughs> I'll talk about it more tomorrow, I'm sure. Okay. I <laughs> but I do feel like... It's like, it makes me wonder. I'm like, oh, because I feel like they had a little bit more direction. I feel that Jen was a little bit more amped. Um, Kudakore still... Like, very... Like, no emotion. Like, there's none. They need a driver. They knew. An old man. Just responding to you, they did keep uh, crafting in H1Z1. That's in the just survive game mode now that you can't get on console. Yeah, petition for survival of the fittest on console. Hey, petition for it anywhere, really. But, um, all right, I think we're moving it. That's always what happens when we don't record for, like, a week. We have a lot to say when we do record. Especially if (laughs) I'm on. No, you're not the only talkie. Word. Oh, Cricket, I didn't even hear you talking. What do you mean? I know. What? I was quiet. Wait, I didn't even know you were still here. (laughs) Dolo comes out this weekend. What's that? Dolo comes out this weekend, too. Ooh. Might try to see that. What one? I might try to see that as well. Well, let us know. You get all the cool stuff. Oh yeah, yeah that's not for everybody. It was a mod before it was. A mod. I mean, Solo is going to be a worldwide release. It's Star Wars. Yeah, it's, it's not like I'm getting Solo. Solo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's only being released in you know, here. No, I mean, I because I'm pretty much grounded where I'm at. Like, yeah, I'm pretty much unless I have a babysitter and we're down one vehicle, my ass ain't going anywhere. <laughs> I will live vicariously through you, crickets. I will try to see if we'll see. God, I was lucky. We just had our um, seven-month anniversary. Um, we, Because, you know, I shacked up for 10 years before we got married. <laughs> so it feels like 17 years, but it's our seven-year anniversary was this weekend. And, man, it was like a hell of a time just getting babysitter, getting someone to watch the kids so we can go out, you know? So that was a thing. Oh, I oh. do know. So but I'm lucky because I have I have older boys that watch the Yes, ones. exactly. Yeah, my kids are old enough now that it's like, okay, we're going out. Do you have a phone? Yeah, not me. I'm like, oh, I can't. I barely like my list of trust. I trust people with my littles are so teeny tiny, not very big at all. Everybody's guilty until proven innocent in this mama's mind. But I do have um, a would you rather? I don't know if you guys have seen it. But here's our thing. Are you calling Chuck Norris a liar? Would you rather? <laughs> oh, it's I'm Dinger. Oh, wow. Would you rather? Holy what? Ding. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. That would be so weird. No, let's not go there. Why did I ask this? Oh, would my goodness. No. Would you rather? Would you rather? Ding. Would you rather eat a meal of cow tongue or octopus? Cricket. Is it raw octopus or is it like calamari type? Cow tongue or well, calamari isn't that squid? Well, that's that squid, squid, but that's what I'm saying. Is it prepared like calamari? Well, I will say cow tongue because I've actually had cow tongue before, and so I will go so with cow tongue. You're gonna go to cow tongue. What are you gonna do, Mr. Foe? Okay, so octopus or cow tongue? Well, what I don't like about cow tongue a meal, not just is bite. it's a meal. I don't like something that's gonna taste me back as I'm eating it. <laughs> yeah, but. I- well, if it's, an octopus, if it's an octopus, the way that they serve it overseas, it's still alive, and it's attacking you on your way down. I'll just dribble a little salt on it so it twitches on you. 
Which, if you if you've ever seen the original Old Boy movie. Uh, yeah, but who said it's gonna be like how they do it overseas? I'm if, thinking octopus. I'm thinking like if, octopus if salad. Like I get like an antipasta salad. With octopus she didn't say octopus it. salad. She said no, octopus. it's an octopus meal. It's a meal of octopus and only octopus or cow tongue. A meal. I'm torn because either way, it's disgusting. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Definitely a damned if you do. This. Octopus is alive. I guess I'll go with the cow tongue licking me back. As I eat it, but I'm not gonna go with. I'll go with the octopus if it was just, if it was like you know, like an, a non-living octopus. Probably go with the octopus. I like octopus. We can mod it. Can we prepare? Can we cook and prepare either option? It's oh, just a meal. So if I, I could like cook it, yeah, then I'm the octopus <laughs> then. If I could prepare it myself, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut it up, put it into like an antipasta salad, and go to town. <laughs> oh man, said octopus. I want a full grown whole tentacle kebabbed with some sriracha. <laughs> I know I'm like, What I like I about know. that, it has little suction cups to hold the flavor, Ooh, you yucky, know? Yucky. It's like little <laughs> To hold the flavor. I love saucers, it. <laughs> like in the yuck. All right, big blue, what's your choice? So, I have issues with textures. Um Ooh, I man. I don't know. Ugh. I, I think I I like calamari, breaded calamari, but yeah, I'm gonna have to go with octopus because I could not handle both, the taste buds of a cow. Both, it's like fucking sandpaper. Both textures, it, but if are you're just gonna awful. prepare it, a cow tongue is just like a roast if you cook if, it. If you're modding it, I believe that, bro. <sighs> I, I uh, no, I can't. I could. I, I would just imagine it, and it would be. What, what is it? Lingua? Is, is, is that what they call it? Yeah, lingua. <laughs> I found out what, the hard way what, what, when what, I went what? over to visit his grandma, and she's like, "Would you like?" <laughs> she had like you know what? for breakfast, and it had. Oh, it's just tortilla and lingua, and I'm like, "What's that?" <laughs> now that I think about it, I'm gonna that? go with cow tongue because. Um, I work with a bunch of Hispanic guys, and we went to this place called Taco Boom. And he's like, all right, what I want you to do, I want you to order a thing of uh, street tacos with lingua in it. And he didn't tell me what it was. (laughs) (laughs) And I ordered it, and I actually ate it and did not even realize it until we got back to work. He's like, yeah, dude, you totally ate cow tongue. I'm like, I fucking hate you right now. Yeah, because actually the place that I go to for... For my tacos around here, it's the, it's a stand, you know, basically it's a stand in the back of a Mexican tienda, and they have lengua as one of the the tacos you can, you can get. I used to work for this lighting place. I used to put together like chandeliers, and we're going out to hang a chandelier in this one person's house, and and a friend of mine's like, listen, there's this little Italian place in a in in like a downtown. And you have to try it out. It's like it's like it's like a hidden gem, and you have to try it out. So I was like, "All right, sounds good." I go for some like good Italian food during lunch. But he's like, <laughs> "You have to get the sandwich that I want you to try." And I was like, "All right, c- cool." So we go, and no joke, this place is like, it's like a house. It's like this couple's house that they like cut their own window out on the side of their house. <laughs> And they had tables outside, like in their yard of like a house. But it was legit. Like a lot of people were saying this place is like crazy. So 
I'm looking over and he's like, you know, give him this sandwich, right? I was looking over and I was like, what is that? <laughs> like, there was some things over there that were like questionable. So I spoke to a lady. I'm like, oh, what do you got there? She's like, oh, uh, this is a... Uh, and she tells me like the Italian name for it, which I forget now. But basically, <laughs> he was trying to get me to eat a cow stomach sandwich. <laughs> What? Out of his kitchen with a hole through the wall of his house? No, it, but it wasn't... I'm making it sound worse than it was. It was like a professional... Like, it was like... It wasn't a store. They turned, like, their house into, like, a restaurant. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't done. Like, they didn't, like, take an axe and just, like, hack That's a sloppy hole in the side of the wall. No, yeah. they had... It was, like, cut by a professional and, like, there was a window and glass. That and everything looked clean. any better. And everything looked clean, and it was nice, but it was like a real old Italian couple that probably has like years and generations of like good cooking. You hear about people like that though in the news who are serving humans. Well, you yeah, who knows? Who knows? Of you what always hear about that. Uh, I've uh, never. Anyway. I shall Google. While anyway, <laughs> so I ask him like, "What is that? You know, what is he trying to make me eat?" Oh, it's cow stomach. It's cow stomach. You know, they had an Italian name for it. I forgot the name, but basically she explained to me it's cow stomach. I told him, I'm not eating that. It's not happening. He's like, come on, man. You said you would try it. I'm like, I'm not. I'm not going to eat that. Okay? And that's, that's not happening. He, it's like they, they um, took the cow stomach, which was prepared in a certain way. Then they put some ricotta cheese on it, and they put on these really nice rolls. And I just couldn't eat it. So I was like, I'll take the, uh, chicken, the, uh, the uh, cutlet parmesan. That looked really good. So, by the way... I will say this food was some of the best, the best, that, that chicken palm was some of the best chicken palm I ever had ever. Like it was really good. And the, he talked to me to take a bite of the sandwich and it was just like, he was like the texture. It's like I bit into it and it was like soft and a little chewy. Like it didn't like melt in your mouth, like normal food. You had like, it, you had to like really chew it. It was like kind of like a rubbery feel. I couldn't. So I, I've had hog maw. Hog ball. Oh, and and wait, and the bite I took. Like wait, and the hog testicles. And the bite I took, which made it worse, was I caught it on like a tube, and like my tongue like went into like the tube. And my tongue like went into like the orifice of whatever it was. Couldn't. like when I'm pulling apart a chicken and I see the big vein thing. Yeah, that like tubey vein. I don't like it. I know. I couldn't. I just couldn't. I was just not happy with the whole situation. <laughs> but oh, no, Lord. no, not not hog ball. Hog ball. What is hog more? M a w. It's pig. It sounds stomach. gross. <laughs> it's it's pig stomach filled with potatoes and sausage. Oh, and I was correct. Onions. It and is and gross. Hell, dude. So, is that some of your Boy Scout shit that you like cook out the woods? Like no, who does it's that? Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania Dutch. No. Thank God I'm Michigan I'm, Dutch. I'm, I'm, from, I'm from southern Pennsylvania. It's Pennsylvania a Pennsylvania Dutch. It's a Pennsylvania Dutch thing. But it was That's it actually so nasty. It, it, oh, it wasn't it bad. Was 89 cents a pound. Oh, hey, honey, I got some hog mog. I'm not feeling it. So. Uh, is the stomach of a pig. More specifically, well, is the exterior muscle. Like, uh, well, I essentially, like... I mean, when they when they served it, it you know, they had they had cut cut the lining and so it was basically it was it was potatoes uh, and sausage oh so it's like a pouch then, yeah that, that's how it's prepared it's kind of like, oh, uh, yeah. you said it's, kind of like it's it's prepared like like haggis yeah it's prepared like like haggis where it's stuffed with sausage and potatoes and then uh, i think it's boiled yeah. and and then yeah, they, you know, they bring it out and so it, you're having 
it's mostly potatoes and sausage, and there's some of the lining, and the lining's a little chewy, but it's been. Do they give it to you like? Do they give it to you like where you hold on to like the sack, and then you just like no, you put your hand the, into the, the sack? No, the place that I, that I had it was basically kind of like a Knights of Columbus type club thing. Uh, they have it every year, and uh, they so they had just huge amounts of it prepared, and so they would just you know serve you you know serve you some of it on a plate where they would already have opened it and have it chopped up. And then with gravy and stuff too, and so it was like I was, you know, a little like, really, do I want to have this? But my father, and my brother, have been eating it for years. I was like, oh, I'll try it. You know, the worst that I do is I spit it out. I mean, and it was did you it like was it? Good. I, I did like it. I, I want to get back there, but they only serve. They only do it once a year, and I'm never back up in town uh, when they do it. Unfortunately, oh, shucks. Oh, I don't like shucks. foods that I don't like foods that involve the word tube, sack. Or lining. Or pouch. Or lining. Exactly. <laughs> or mucus lining. Or chewy <laughs> lining. <laughs> I do not. Like, my, my, brain, my brain imploded and then imploded again and then imploded again. Yeah. The I word chewy doesn't really... Lettuce. If you say chewy... Stomach. If you say chewy, it better be candy. Oh, yuck. So nasty. So, to um, further educate you... I have look. I have put that link into <laughs> Twitch chat, and it is to tell you about the Russian couple who was a cannibal couple who tried to sell human meat pies to restaurants. <laughs> and this was in September twenty seventh, uh, twenty seventeen. So the end of last where year. Where was it? <laughs> where was it? Oh fuck! It comes out from uh, New York Daily News. Russian, Whether no, Russian couple. Russian couple. Yeah, a Russian couple who confessed to killing and eating at least 30 people turned soldiers into unknowing cannibals and tried to sell human meat pies to local restaurants, according to authorities. Dmitry Bakshiv and wife Natalia. I actually uh, remember that. I remember reading that. given frozen meat pieces to a well, back in the, the 30s. military academy based near their home in Krasnodar. Oh. And the killer couple also tried to get local restaurants to sample their fare. So... It does happen. Yuck. I know it does. So what if you didn't know? What if like you were eating something you thought was really I good? I feel like I would know because I pretty much only eat poultry. And then someone's so, like, yo, that was a toe. Like chicken. I don't feel that it always tastes like chicken. They were like, that was a human toe you just ate. That I wasn't a nugget. People say, you should try this. It tastes like chicken. I'm like, then why don't I just eat chicken? Why do I want to eat some frog to taste like chicken? Why don't I just eat chicken? Like, I don't eat chicken to feel like I'm eating frog, so why would I eat frog to feel like I'm eating chicken? It's so gross. Blech. So gross. So, hey, um... <laughs> Although, talking about chicken, know what grosses me out? Let me, like, skip over you. Uh, I said cat because I <laughs> accidentally ate it that one time. What about you, Mac Daddy? What did you decide? Uh, if it's gotta be raw, I'd go with octopus, prepared, probably cow tongue. I feel like I'm almost the same as your answer because I feel like if we ate raw cow tongue, it'd be like that weird, thick, gooey, chewy. It would be like that gum with the juicy middle. Well, see, when you said a meal of I'm just assuming that it's the way that you would prepare a meal of beef tongue or a meal of octopus, which would be generally raw octopus and like fried or grilled beef tongue. I don't know. I feel like they boil tongue more than they do. Anything. Maybe they. Maybe it's boiled. The time I had, I can't remember. I was young. What if it's pickled? I know, like, every time I've made it, I cook it literally like a roast. You de-skin it and just cook it basically so like you would a roast. So you're willingly making this. Oh, yeah. It's a, um, it's a thing. When I grew up, my 
grandparents raised cattle and they were like old style use okay. everything you can type deal so yeah, i grew yeah. up eating it and you know yeah yeah so you have experience so i i think yeah. i'm gonna take uh mac daddy's route if it's if we could when i come to your house dude i'm taking the ribs you could have the tongue part i'm taking ribs i will way. give you the heart <laughs> yucky that's i don't want the heart either no see, i, husband, I actually tried the heart for the first time he, last year he thinks eating of, the deer heart is like of amazing. turkey <laughs> Actually, I actually tried turkey heart for the first time last year. Of anything that the see? meat on it yeah, is so rich and just oh, I love I the taste of it. It's really good. And is it iron or something? Like there's a bunch of yep. a bunch of health benefits supposedly with eating hearts that I will never do in my life. <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy. I and I feel like the octopus raw would just slide down your throat, and I feel like I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that part because I feel like I could just easy, easy come, easy go. Just go in and get out. Until a suction cup gets stuck to the back no, of your throat. Well, see, when I eat it raw, I usually, like, I have it at a sushi place and they have it prepared thinly sliced with, like, lemon slices and stuff like that. It tastes really good. So, oh, yeah, it's delicious. I, I like octopus. Like the, I said like that, that already. clip that I put up there on the Twitch chat with, uh, from Old Boy, where he just picks it up while it's still squirming around and just chops yeah. into it. Nasty. I don't think I could go that far. Ugh, so nasty. It's so ink pouch nasty. like explodes in your mouth. But so, so I also I also just linked uh, a 1999 movie called Ravenous. Um, if you haven't seen that one, it's it, it, I, I like I like it. I've seen it a few times. It's got Guy Pearce, uh, Jeffrey Jones, David Arquette, um, uh, Robert Carlyle, um, which you'd probably recognize all those actors that I've mentioned. Um, and essentially, it's about uh, a uh, what's it called? An expansion era, an expansionist era town, or not town, uh, fort, and uh, some happenings going on there. But it's a good movie. Guy Pierce is the was the main actor in the Time Machine, and uh, Count of Monte Cristo. Well, the secondary actor in Count of Monte Cristo, and Robert Carlyle was in the full was in the Full Monty, and I forget what else he was in. Was you guys ever accidentally eat a bug? Oh. Sure. Yeah. I have. I know that I have, and I know that I probably... Like, I feel like there's, like, you willingly, accidentally, like, if you're drunk enough, and, like, a gnat flies into something, and you're, like, drinking the last of it, and you may have drank him, I feel like I've done that, but... I ate an earthworm for 20... for 10, for 10 to $20 weirdo. You're just when weirdo. I was drunk. <laughs> I feel... Yuck. I've been done the whole, like, riding your bike down a big hill, and you're like, ah! like a bug like flies into your throat kind of thing when you're i haven't done that um because you, but, i don't know if you've lived out where I live. but one <laughs> time i was getting coffee at this place and uh it was my uh, brother and i we were getting coffee and i had the coffee right so i get the coffee i'm drinking i'm liking it you know whatever it's, it's freaking coffee so i feel something hit my teeth like when i'm getting to the end of my coffee like what the fuck is that in my mouth? Like it hit my teeth, it was in my mouth. I spit it out, and it was a fucking cockroach that was what? in my coffee. In your coffee? Ooh. It was probably chilling in the cup. That's chilling nasty. in the cup, or who knows? In the sugar. Oh, that's wrong. Backstroke. So it was. That's just I, wrong. My brother was like, "Calm down," because I just I flipped. I was like, "This is nasty." This is nasty. I'm going back in there. I was like putting my that's coat back nasty. on. I was getting ready to run in there, and like I don't even know what I was gonna do when I got there. Oh, I was God. flipping the hell out. I was so grossed out, and Forget my brother had to like 
calm me down. He's like, dude, you can't just go flipping out in this place, you know. But it was disgusting. Like there was like a, a roach in there in the coffee. Yeah. And I was drinking that coffee like the whole time. Right. And it went in my mouth. I just can't even even thinking back about it now. It's like gives me like the freaking willies. Disgusting. So gross. So thanks for that. And if. <laughs> It's closing time You don't have to go home But you can stay here Oh, but then there was this one time (laughs) He was waiting for you He knew what was happening He's like, but, 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 wait, wait (laughs) Alright, that is the last call do you have something you want to share? Shout outs or whatever. Share them now or wait a week. Nope. All right. All right. So um, I want to share our event calendar. We didn't get to rock out our paladins this past weekend for personal reasons. So I'll have to reschedule that. But we do have our D&D with Dungeon Master Forender. I might be late for that. I'm not sure about For the love of God, we're already down blue. We I'm, can't be without a Zorko and I'm, a... <laughs> I'm, I'm going to the beach on Saturday, so I'm not sure oh, what time I'm getting home. Okay. Fine. Have a life. See how it is. We see how it is. Sure. Enjoy the beach. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> the beach. The Look at beach. this guy. I think he needs beach. to get like... <laughs> this guy. <laughs> this guy. Look at this guy. To come up with either. sand in his ass crack. <laughs> Poor Zorko says he might be late, but Blue is just... He's going to be... What are you guys? You're gonna be gone on a family little mini family vacation. Blue's like he's going to the beach too. Yeah, we're uh, we're camping actually. Ooh, so that's my racket. Well, hopefully I don't die. Hopefully Lena Silverlock does not die when you guys return. When you guys are back, hopefully because she just hasn't had the best luck lately. So, as long as you don't get into another slap fest, I think you'll <laughs> That was hilarious. That was what was it? You guys just kept hitting each other, but rolling yeah, ones? Dude, I kept rolling like one, one, one. <laughs> like, I was like, dude, but it was ridiculous. Well, in that last fight, like, you guys were all like, everybody got pretty messed up in that last <laughs> one. When you guys were fighting those, like, elite yeah. guards, like, people were pretty close to, almost the whole party was, like, close to collapsing. Yeah. I don't believe it. I think. There's a few I people really down to one, it. like one hit point. But see that, that everyone was down that, super that was balanced low. really well. Everyone is down super low on that one. But uh, so this Saturday we are doing our, and that is May 26th, D and D with Dungeon Master Fell. This is Cross Rum Rebellion Gaming Group at CrossRumRebellion.com. And on the on June 2nd, we're doing free-to-play Crossout. So that's our next free-to-play game. Oh, Crossout. I've been wanting to try that game. Yeah. So, yeah, that will be June 2nd. So if you want to check out Crossout and you want to do it with a game, uh, like a group of people that are fun and laid back, come and join us. And we'll be trying that. And then the, um, we'll have to try the game that you're talking about, Foe. What was that? Something Apples? Rotten Apples? Something apples? Yeah, right now. Evil right. apples. Evil, Evil apples. apples. We'll put that on. So we'll put that on the calendar for June. And then we got to reschedule our Paladins um, excursion. So so Paladins and Rotten Apples and what? Cross Out for June. 
What's go to crossroadrebellion.com and click on the calendar. You don't have to be a member to take a look at the calendar, but you do have to be a member to join us. So it's really easy to join us. And when you do become a member, don't be afraid to come join us in Discord and say hi. Just exactly. Saying. Exactly. We want to give a shout out to Revenant. Revenant. Oh my God. I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have I have a, some rated arc stories for tomorrow. So if you play arc, join us. I think I'll try to live stream for that. But I took a strange diplo ride with a stranger, so that was fun. Stranger danger. J- jump on randos, rando dinosaurs with randos on official. Lots of fun over there. So that's good times. Just reminded me of that for some reason. <laughs> I was thinking, wait a minute. Yeah, that revenant you reminded her or something. <laughs> Your revenant reminds me of a, a, a Diplo ride in Hark. <laughs> so, yeah, hey. Oh, we should probably give a shout out to anyone, 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 apparently. Apparently it's 1 a.m. and I no longer can speak English. Oh, wanted to um, give a warm CRR gaming group welcome to our new peep. That have joined us in Discord. And Mr. Mac Daddy Curate, who came back for round two of sidecarring. Sucker. <laughs> no, right? I don't know Roped what I'm doing. That's right on. I want to say welcome to Kodak Bear. Thank you for joining us in CRR Gaming Group and Rolianos203 uh, for joining us this week in CRR Gaming Group Discord. Thanks, everybody. Any more shout outs? You done? You done? Nothing? Nothing? Oh, I'm done. You're done. We're all done. You can follow us on Twitter at CRR Gaming Pod. You can follow the gaming group at Cross Realm or CRR Gaming Group. And you can listen to us at anchor.fm forward slash Cross Realm Podcast. Find us on iTunes, Google, and any place you can listen to podcasts for free, like Stitcher and Player FM and all those things. Pocket Cast. I can go on forever. There's so many different podcasts stuff. So, yeah. Listen to us there. All right. See you next week. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Litter. The dishes are done, man. You know who you are, who I am. Who are you? Let's call me